The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my Ghost Squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 271. Today's date is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. If you're out there in the live chat, uh, go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. We're always streaming on YouTube. We used to stream on Facebook till they kicked us out. So no longer doing that. So if you're on the YouTube side, you are the only one seeing this live. We will obviously take the audio, and this will be pushed out to all of our podcast platforms tomorrow. If you want to call or text in, yes, you can call or text in. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline, presented by our good friends Rod Chili Gates and Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. Go check out Aegis over at AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, and you're looking for that light, Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably be a pretty decent ear to uh, to listen and talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, I implore, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. As always, we're going to spotlight the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title, United States Marine, see the websites, marines.com. And we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all of your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at Self Defense Radio dot net and let me uh get this off of my ugly mug and bring in the criminals that will be joining us tonight the man from the state that takes two people to spell out from the i guess it's an okay state of ohio i don't know chris from the seven four oh what's up homie how much man thank you for the invite glad to be here looking forward to it yeah, yeah, yeah. And the soulless ginger bastard. We got from the cool ass state from Arizona. I don't know if it's a great state or not. I'll ask John. He'll he'll tell us. But uh from True Shot Gun Club. What's up, John? What's up, buddy? You've been a long time no see. Well, you know, like I used to send you links and you never showed up. So I just figured, all right, well, fuck it. He doesn't want to come on the show, so I'll just quit sending him links. And then, so like last week, I guess Clover's talking to you and and you mentioned something about the show and he was like, well, John was asking about it. I was like, well, fuck him, dude. I quit sending him links. He never did come on. So um, I think you got told fuck off by both of us in the same day. That's special. Like that's, that's, that rarely happens to people. You're, you're lucky. It's like finding a four leaf clover, you know? I mean, Oh, don't you go there. Don't See, you go there. I went there. No, uh, See what happened was at the former company, I was like, Oh yeah, Trey, like I'm all in for this. Let's go. And then they're like, No, you can't do that. So then I was like, All right, cool. 
I'll let Trey know. And then like, like and, and like you guys actually start building at the at the old company like a podcast studio, did you not? Yeah, we did. And uh I was gonna just do it from home. And they were like, yeah. No, on my own time. I was like, I'm just gonna do this on my own time. And they're like, No. So uh then uh I would I hopped on Clover's podcast and then I was like, you know, yeah. I haven't heard from I haven't heard from Trey in a while. I need to get on his thing. So here I am. Yeah. You know, hey, you're always welcome. I'll just put you on the list again. And if you utilize the link at this point, I won't take you out of the list. So if you utilize it, great. If not, hey, I get it. But uh, no, it's good to see you, bro. And I'll see you hopefully, shit, a month from now, almost exactly a month. We fly in on the 14th. I don't know what day you get there, but uh, we fly in on the 14th and in Vegas. So we'll definitely hook up them for sure. We should be there that Monday, whatever that Monday is. So we'll be oh, there. We're, we're driving, yeah, we're driving up. We got we actually got media badges this year. So we'll see if we're invited. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It was uh that makes was, sense actually yeah. for you, especially for you guys. Yeah, and, and for me it was like, hey, I never get invited to range day. I want to go and go show off some stuff. So we got that going and uh it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a cool show this year. I uh, we'll see how uh yeah. how uh unpacked or packed it is gonna be. We'll see. I think it's definitely going to be busier than last year. Unfortunately, I love the way it was. Where I guess it's technically still this year in 2022. I love the last lot shot show, but it'll be a lot busier now. I thought I saw something on Instagram that uh, they said all the exhibitor space is sold out. So, and I guess that's a good sign, you know, for NSSF that they sold out. So, you know, we'll see. Hey, speaking of shot, um, a buddy of ours. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure you know TJ from over at Gear Report. He's buddies with me and Clove. I gave him your number a while back. I don't hope you didn't mind that, but he was trying to get into the basketball game. He plays, he still plays in the old man's league and pretty, he's a college. I don't know if he got a hold of you or not, but he was wanting to figure out how to get into the basketball game. So be on the lookout. He did. He got a hold of me. I put him in contact with Mario. Uh, Okay. For those out there who don't know, there is a basketball game at shot. Um, Yeah. I played last year and fractured my tibia. Uh, and then and then walked and you're still young dude just right. saying and then i walked the floor friday fantastic and yeah fantastic. no it's a fun it's a fun I, time i got man. invited to the golf i got invited to the golf tournament this year but i did not want to like take my clubs out to vegas that's just another thing to worry about i was like uh-uh, i'm not I'm, I'm good well they're adding something this year to the golf tournament or, no, or basketball to the, to the basketball oh are they so it's not confirmed yet, but from my understanding, talking to Mario and Kenny, who Kenny's got a great project for those of you who don't know of Kenny's project. Um, they're adding a dodgeball game. So we'll see how that goes. Well, that could be fun. So uh, so here's a little background on, on TJ, college high jumper. He's like 6'4". He can play. Um, but he also still to this day like plays competitive kickball. So uh, if you can play kickball and you can dodge a wrench, you could probably play dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. So yeah, we'll have some fun in this this uh, for this fiasco. But yeah, it's good seeing you again, bro. Uh, we, I don't know John and Chase. I don't know. I'm sure you guys know each other, but uh, from EAA, um, the vice president of shit shooting. Uh, what's up, Chase? How you doing? What's up, y'all? Doing all right. Chase, do you know John? Or he, John's over at True Shot, True Shot Gun Club. Do you guys know each other? 
Did we? I think we talked to it in our raid, didn't we? Okay. Yeah, I it was an error shot. An error shot. You guys both have the, the same personalities. You guys will probably get along. So. so you're trying to say we're both like assholes. So, uh, what do you mean? Have you been doing anything today, Chase? Or you just been kind of like being bored and sitting on your your butt all day? I was. I was under. There must be some lag with Chase. I, don't know. I was under like about nine miles of ATF paperwork today. Yeah, better you than me. Better you than me. Yes, that's what I got to do on top of all my normal stuff. Yay, 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 yay. All right, well, we'll have some fun. Make it get your mind off that. From the great state of Texas, guy that always, he's basically our quasi co host at this time and always riding shotgun. The tactical virus, I mean, um, Leprechaun. What's up, bitch? Yeah, I had a uh, nine-hour conference call with the ATF today, so uh, to be a good little informant. And uh, you had a name, you had a nine-hour conference call with G Webs today. Let's be honest. Wow, <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. Uh, all right. So, what's the shotgun of the week, Holmes? You know, I was talking earlier with somebody. We uh, were talking about Terminator. And man, how can you go wrong with the Winchester 1887, right, from T2? Is that the like, one that he like, was messing on. with on the back of the motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Took it from the bartender or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah you're talking shotgun, so I'm kind of getting a little bit of a rash, but luckily uh-huh. I'm okay. You'll live. You know, he starts talking about all these model numbers and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, exactly. no, I have no shit clue what damn shotguns are. So, Well, you know, it could be. It could what, be. What, was, what was the model number again? 1887 Winchester. Okay. All right. It could be go. It could be like Marine Corps military acronyms, the PUX, the RX, the WMD, PC, WQ, RSF, BIG, whatever. I, I have no clue. So you lose me on that. So turnabout's fair play. That's all I got to say. You know, the, you know, the sad thing is, is, is being dumb Marines, we do the anachronyms to make it easier for us to remember, but yet you find it difficult. What yeah. I don't know. Mean? I don't know how y'all remember all that. I don't, I really don't. Just saying, I'm just saying we're the ones that eat crayons and need abbreviations to call stuff, but you're the one who can't figure hey, I them didn't, out. I, just didn't, I did not start that. I didn't. It wasn't a thing when I got, and I, I it was a crayon thing started not too long ago. I was well before I got, uh, yeah. well, after I got in. Anyways, let's say hey to everybody out there before we go and do our our fun times with the polls. Uh, Buck, the tactical foot out there. He and I were going back. He was about forty five minutes from me. It's been raining, cat, literally cats and dogs. So I started building an ark earlier today. Uh, unfortunately, got washed out, so didn't get quite finished with it. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, Chris is out there. Working double duty. Wes is out there from Oklahoma. Big Al's up there. He says, after the naders went through, I got crap for internet. There you go. I understand. We didn't have any tornadoes around here. Uh, maybe South Arkansas we had some. But, uh, Clover, did you have any going through there? I know it was maybe a county or two away, didn't you? Yeah, about, I don't know. And it's weird because it happens a lot when, you know, I've been expecting this weather. You know that for several days. Uh, yeah. Potentially was going to be bad. And, and um the last couple of times we've been lucky, um, but we kind of sit kind of back against kind of under a, a 
I don't want to say a mountain, but a hill, right? Basically. So I think what happens is that hill. Did you say hill or heel, like a heel of the foot or a hill of a mountain? Like a, like a H I double L. Okay. So, I, I got I got to decipher yeah. decipher clover speak right, here. So. Right. And so that's anyway, for me, that's, for the, that's for the podcast world out there. They may not understand what the I hell think, you're saying. I think sometimes we get lucky when it, it comes across just right and it split, kind of splits it. But then when it comes back yeah. together, it's bad because um, yeah. the last two times it's done that, it's basically formed rotation and everything about 20 miles, eh, a little bit northeast of here. Yeah. Well, I'm glad y'all are safe right now. Uh, Chicago, Mike, the shooters out there. It was up, was up. Marcus is out there. What's going on? R4 Mississippi Thunder. What in the Mississippi fuck? That's one of my best favorite sayings. I love that saying. I think I said that to Chase not too long ago and he kind of laughed at it. Uh, Chris Lang's out there. Roy Munson's out there. What's going on, Roy? Uh, Chicago, I want to say, hey, Mike, don't. Clover's already got a big enough ego. He doesn't need you filling his head up with false advertising. But he does say that G Webs and Clover had a great conversation and giving an outstanding info on shot with the media equipment, etc. I wish I could have had the time to go. Uh next year, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna here it is. Just go. You know when it is. It's gonna be that second, third week, whatever it is, of January every year. They already have the 2024 dates up. Like, put in for vacation now, start saving your money, save $10 a month or whatever you got to do, or, or $100 a month, I mean, and save whatever you got to do for you to make sure you get your flight and a hotel or whatever you're staying, $100 a month. Like, it's, it's not one of those things I wish I could go or want to go. Just say, I'm going, and I'm, I'm going to start making the plan. So uh, do it to it, man. We wish you would come this year, but I uh, understand. Um, let's see here snobs out there well 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 okay well it is what it is with him um all right you guys know that every thursday saturday and monday at 10 a.m on our youtube community tab we put our ghost tactical polls out there we have a little fun with a couple of them we always ask some kind of a gun thing but two of them we have fun with so let's go through them real quick last thursday it's got over a thousand votes do you own an ugly christmas sweater it's either yes no or my wife is looking and i refuse to incriminate myself uh let's start with chris ugly sweater yay nay no clover yay nay ugly christmas sweater i don't want a sweater at all so there you go all right i hear you chase probably doesn't either he lives in arizona i mean uh, he lives in florida you probably don't even own a sweater do you I mean, just for joke purposes, yeah, I do have them. Yeah, I, bet, I, I bet I bet you got some good ones, honestly. And I may have a Slayer one. I may have a Darth Vader one. Yeah. Nice, nice. But the definitely not Christmas Christmas sweaters. Yeah, they're ugly, just not ugly Christmas sweaters. I hear you. Oh, I mean, they're for Christmas, but you know. I mean, let's be honest. Every sweater that you. Every, Let's just be honest. Every sweater that Chase puts on is an ugly sweater. So that's what it is. Now, John, do you still have, you probably don't need them out in Arizona, but do you still have them when you were in Ohio and, and probably had to wear some back then? I do have a ugly Christmas sweater, but I have multiple ugly Christmas sweater t-shirts. 
Oh, even oh, t shirt, even better. Kind of like the tuxedo yeah. t shirt with their open yes. Christmas sweater t shirts. Oh, yes. classy, classy. Yeah, we've got a friend of ours that has like an ugly Christmas sweater party every year, and uh, you can only imagine. So, yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll come back to this, Marcus. So I'm gonna start it, um, but I'm gonna go ahead and bring it up. He says, if we can ask anything tonight, if I ask if any of you guys have any pool with YouTube advertising, to please please get them to stop advertising the bearskin hoodie. I'm done with it. It's everywhere. You know, um, you can click um, little things on ads to tell them. Yeah, you can tell them whether like you don't like this or like yeah. you can like if you if you see one you do like, you can say, "Hey, I want to see I'm, more of this and all of that." I'm tired of the weed, cannabis, whatever um, gummy. I have no problem thing. with oh that. Oh my god! Well, no, 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 no. no. I have no this. problem with the ads at all because. We make a little money. bit of money. We make a little bit of money off. Of it. Um, <laughs> a little bit of money, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, ultimately I have no problem at all. But you do get tired after you've watched, I don't know, ten videos in a row, and every one of them starts with, "Hey man, I got some great cannabis here that's legal in all fifty states." I'm like, "Oh my god, please!" If you have any questions on weed, you can always call Tech Daddy. He seems to be like the weed connoisseur now. All of a sudden, like I, I guess the, the the comedian thing went bad for him. Uh, apparently, he's doing like weed artwork now. NFTs, so, like, weed NFTs. Is that and what I he's doing? Know, I don't know how I, you I, do. I didn't look that much into it. I don't know how that works, but uh, hey, hey, good for him. Yeah, he's got to be relevant somewhere. Uh, all right. Uh, over 1,000 votes, 74% of you said that you do not own an ugly Christmas sweater. 21% say that you do, and 4% were telling the truth and said you refuse to incriminate yourself, so that's fair. Uh, our next poll came out yesterday, and it's already got over 1,000 votes. Of these, I love when I say of these because I get just hate in the comments. It's like, bro, like I, I choose this. Well, that's not on the damn list. That's why I put of these. Like, I'm not asking you what your favorite cookie is ever. I'm saying of these, which one's your favorite cookie? Well, oh, my favorite's not on the list. Then don't vote. It is what it is. Of these, what is your favorite Christmas cookie? Gingerbread, sugar cookie, chocolate kit, cho- chocolate chip, a snickerdoodle, or the butter pecan. We'll start with John on this one. Favorite Christmas cookie? Gotta go with the snickerdoodle. Oh, good call, my man. Snickerdoodles are awesome. You know, the funny thing is, is like I always grew up loving them, but I had no idea what they were called until about 10 years ago. I was like, oh, that's my favorite, but I never knew it was called. Uh, yeah, snickerdoodles, that and sugar cookies by far. But yeah, snickerdoodles are really good. Uh, Chase. What, what the hell did you change your avatar? What is that? It's, Christmas, even, it's, it's, it's a mistletoad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> mistletoad. Jeez. Wow. That's what I thought it was, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I kept staring at it. Oh, my goodness gracious. So what's your favorite Christmas cookie, Chase? I mean, I'm not a huge cookie fan, honestly, but Christmas time, like homemade sugar cookies, like, when they're fucking they're the hot, shit. that's where it's at. Oh, yeah, they're the shit. The Oki from Muskogee, I mean, uh, well, from Chelsea, but we'll call them that. <laughs> How's Bristol, snob? 
Is he doing better? Is he getting feeling back in the leg? No. Not really. Still been a big baby. Okay. Well, is his spirits at least up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Favorite Christmas cookie, bro? I mean, if it's a Christmas cookie, it has to be gingerbread, but that's because the other ones aren't. I don't know. I just had to go gingerbread. That's what I had to vote for. I, I hear you. Hey, there's I mean, there's not a wrong answer. Um, it's just only there's only two right answers. Then. There's no wrong, just only two right. I, I would have taken sugar or snickerdoodle. Not saying the other ones are wrong. Just well, I mean, snickerdoodle is nothing but a sugar cookie. The Russian judge, the Russian judge appreciates gingerbread. Just saying. Is is gingerbread actually a cookie? It's got bread right in the name. Shut the hell up! Seriously, shut the hell up! Like no one needs you, Mister Know It All, coming in here. Like he's gonna sit there and say, "Well, I thought gingerbread was used to make houses." That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, now, gingerbread. I, I've never, never been a huge gingerbread guy. I don't know why. Maybe I just never had like like fresh gingerbread. Most of the time, it's the the really hard kind of you know store bought stuff. It's not very good, but. I like the smell of gingerbread, so maybe I like like a fresh gingerbread cookie. I don't know. Um, Clove, do, do we care what your favorite cookie is? Nope. No. Nope. All right. Well, so what is it? Uh, Snickerdoodle. I'll go. I go Snickerdoodle on that. Oh, you're getting better up yeah. in my book. All right. Yeah. Well done. Um, speaking of wheat, Ohio, Ohio, <laughs> over there. What's your favorite cookie? I was one of the only weirdos I think that went with gingerbread. I like gingerbread. I think it's just because that's the only time of year I ever get them is at Christmas. Okay, uh, you know what? You know what? That's fair. Like, I'd get it for a Christmas cookie. That's fair. Like, these were, like, when I, when I did the poll, I looked up online. Like, what are the, the top, like, what do they call it? Popular cookies for Christmas. And these were the five. And I, I get it for for a thirty day span. I could see where gingerbread would be a thing. Yeah, if you're um, not saying well, Christmas cookies, I'm going Snickerdoodle or sugar cookie all day. But when you say Christmas cookies, I gotta go gingerbread. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Like, would you eat a gingerbread cookie in May? I guess if I saw one, I just like you just get gingerbread <laughs> cookies in May normally. Yeah, I'm fat. I'm I'll eat fish. anything. What are you talking about? The oatmeal raisin. Interesting. So what's the difference between no, that Tommy can get out? What's the ginger what's the difference, Ginger? What's the difference between Are we are you are you want me to ask Ginger what's no, up with gingerbread? That's kind of no, I'm just saying that's profiling. I'm not gonna I will try off. to avoid that. I feel like that's profiling. There's a hundred percent profiling. Look who up there. It's he's, throwing, it is. he's throwing me off. The red Hang on. I gotta get further, okay, I gotta get further away from him there. He's throwing me off. <laughs> so no, what I was gonna say is what's the difference between gingerbread, a gingerbread cookie, and a ginger snap? It's gotta be the it's shortbread versus something else. It's like a shortbread cookie versus whatever a snap is. And, if and you're not ginger- dipping a ginger snap in milk, you're breaking your teeth. I guess I've never had ginger snap. I don't know. I was Maybe just I asking. Snap. I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. That's why I was asking. That's because we're from the South Coast and we don't care about that crap. I guess. Yeah. I mean, give me a sugar cookie every day or a snickerdoodle but, every. You can eat those year round, by the way. But let the record reflect. I asked about 
gingerbread and the ginger answer was the first to answer the question. <laughs> you know, I, 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 think you, I think you directed that to ginger. And I, like yeah. I said, I, I agree. That's definitely profiling. The yeah, views and opinions right. of the right. guests on this show do not necessarily reflect. <laughs> What are the what are the blue tin cookies with Jim Bean in it? Hey, you know anything with Jim Bean in it? Are Are those only for Christmas? The blue tin cookies. What are those? Can someone answer? Those are crispy. Aren't they like Like the small ones? The ones that come in the blue tin, then you go to get it later. They're butterbutt guys sewing. Yeah, butterbutt butterbutt Phenomenal. Yeah. Hey, have y'all ever had the no bake cookies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pretty damn good. They're pretty damn good. My wife made yep. some a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, these aren't bad. There's another one that my wife uh, makes. We got from a recipe from a friend of ours, and it's got like potato chips in it. And like, oh, dude, don't, 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 don't frown. Hey, Yoko. Hey, what's the cookie call with potato chips in it? Better be better than a Tootsie Roll. Hey, you stop. That's so messed up. <laughs> Here's an in, uh, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> we're not even going to try to go down that road. That's an inside right. joke, but we're not going to tell you inside what. Inside, inside literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, <laughs> over a thousand votes, 43% of you said that something that no one even mentioned, but chocolate chip. Chocolate chip was 43% of the vote. In second place, tied for second place, the right ones are sugar and snickerdoodle. Gingerbread was at 10% and butter pecan was at 6 Now, I would get it if they said, hey, what's your favorite cookie? Like, in general, I know that sure, uh, chocolate chip would be up there. But I don't think of chocolate chip cookies for Christmas. That's just not what I think of, but. Potato cakes? I don't think they're called potato cakes, are they? I don't know. It's it's really damn good. It's like, oh man, it's so good. Um, I don't know. And our final poll question: uh, one point five thousand votes. What are you most wanting for Christmas? Guns, <coughs> ammo, <coughs> optics, or peace and quiet? Um, let's start with Chase on this one. Guns, ammo, optics, or peace and quiet? I mean, can I be like a kid and combine them? Because I want some ammo and peace and quiet. We can do that. And I, we may know somewhere we can get ammo. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, John, I'm assuming that you're probably not going to say ammo because you can get that probably anytime you want. What would you choose? Guns, ammo, optics, or peace and quiet? Well, see, I would have to say ammo just because I got to do a plug, but uh, absolutely you do. Just, I do. I have to, but uh, I actually got my Christmas present yesterday, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been wanting one for years because I've been wanting to uh, rebuild the Christmas story in my front window. So I got the Christmas. Either story. got the leg, either got the leg lamp or the the um, the uh, BB gun. I got the. Christmas wish BB gun yesterday from Walmart because uh, leg lamps are just ridiculously expensive. Mm. Are they really? Oh, it's like three hundred bucks for a leg lamp. That's pretty easy. Pretty easy to that make. One, that one movie made the industry for leg lamps. I'm just saying. 
Dude, I went to the the house last year at Christmas because we went back to Cleveland to go see my parents. And yeah, uh, yeah they wanted like three hundred dollars plus another hundred and fifty to ship it. Wow. Clover says so, it's pretty easy to make a leg lamp. Does everybody just have a mannequin leg laying around they can make one out of? You could do it out of you could do it out of styrofoam, man. You can do a base out of styrofoam. It's pretty easy to get a goodwill lampshade and some fabric and you're you're good to go a, a lamp so the light won't the light won't shine through the styrofoam dumbass it goes to the top and the shade goes on it what are you talking about the you know leg lights up homie if you paint it though if you plaster it you can't like you have to seal the styrofoam if you do it the right color the, the light will throw off of it it'll look like it's glowing Half the reason you get it is for the box that says Fragile. Come on. That's true. Fragile. Fragile. Ooh, it's Italian or whatever he says. Now, here's a question. Have y'all seen the new one? I haven't seen the new one, but apparently it's okay. Have y'all seen the newest one? It is. It is. It's It's amazing. Pretty decent. Is it? Okay. I've got to go watch it. You have to watch it. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to know. But Jesus, he's got a guy for cheap mannequin parts. Let me know what you need. Yeah. I don't judge. I don't judge. G. Uh, now, Roy, I think you're right, Roy. Roy, I don't think Clover understands the science. So, hey, we Clover has never claimed to be a scientist. Let's just let's be fair to him. Um, but yeah, I'm not very uh, artistic. I don't know if I can carve a leg out of styrofoam. And it well, looks, it looks, it looks look like a leg, but I could sure try. It would look like something. It probably wouldn't look like a leg. So long <laughs> as I'm Clover's using, about to start whittling a leg in our booth. Is what I'm doing. Well, so so as long as I'm using in some way, shape, form, or fashion, baling wire and or duct tape, I'm good. And I said, I mean, duck. sure, I D-U-C-K. I did say that. Yeah. Um, by the way, Chase, I think that we need to uh, commission a leg lamp and only allow Paul and Clover to work on it. Oh, that would be just now. Cool. I bet you now. I bet you Paul can carve a leg now. I bet he can do it. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> Hey, I know what's in his. What he's never mind. Uh, yeah, never he's mind. got a. He's got a very. Got a very special place in the. In the he world. does have a very special now, to, place. Defense yeah. that so you could three D print the leg, but as tall as that leg is, you'd have it had to be quite a few parts. It's actually that. the normal size. Like it just looks tall to you. I'm just saying. That's fair. fair says, says ghost. I just want you hey, all to know. Hey, that inch taller than you is everything. Even though Clover bashes Oklahoma, we do have the world's largest leg lamp in Oklahoma. How tall? I gotta ask. I don't know. I'm, I'm googling it. Okay. All right. While you do that, I'm gonna go to Chris real quick. Guns, ammo, optics. Um, peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. <laughs> oh shit! Right. <laughs> That's like the uh, only plumbing. day of the year owning a plumbing company that people actually leave me alone. So I like I like the peace and quiet. Yeah, but the next day after is probably pretty bad, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's at houses and it gets clogged up. Oh, I can. Mm. The whole yeah. brown front. Um, yeah. Snob, what about you? Guns, ammo, uh, or spare screen? Piece of, oh, my God. That is glorious. Oh, and they've got the Fragile box. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's 50 feet tall. That is beautiful. Hey, zoom in, can you? A little bit. 
Maybe if I go over there and figure out how. Mm, I don't know. Sounds like Florida man needs to get on this. Mm-hmm. Florida man would Florida man would be put in jail with this. He'd probably have to harass that thing. He he'd get arrested for sexual harassment of a lamp. I guess I That's pretty awesome. Though. Where is that, by the way, Snob? It's in Chickasha, down yeah, between Oklahoma City and Lawton, kind of. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I have no idea. Uh, south? Are you talking about south of Oklahoma southwest City? Southwest of Oklahoma City, just southwest. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. There you go. The leg lamp. So, uh, now, did you say that? Would you have guns, ammo? Peace um, and quiet. I have kids. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Clove. I know what Armentia wants, but probably not going to get it. Yeah, peace and quiet. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Can 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 I want for everybody else to get what they want? Can I just go that route? Because you're you know, such a kiss ass, dude. Peace and quiet. Uh, no, yeah, thing. right. Like, like, that's, that's, if that's the most bah humbug answer I've ever heard in my life. It's not. It's more Christmassy than anything. Like it's you're not. It's not about what you want. Come on, man. I asked the question, what do you want? Because here's the thing. If your family's kind of like anything like mine, like, first of all, I usually don't ask for anything because I don't, there's, there's nothing that I really need in life. On top of that, even if I did ask for something specific, they wouldn't get it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's why this is what do you most want for Christmas? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, peace and quiet's out because I want to go see a movie, and that's never going to be peace and quiet doing that. Um, I don't know. What was the third? It was a third choice. It was guns, ammo. Oh, optics. Okay. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, Yeah, I I could go ammo. I could probably use some 10 millimeter. I could probably use some 22. Well, I know a guy. John, would you like to help uh, our our studio? No, seriously. uh, For those of you who just came in, uh, the last time John was with us, I think you were working for the other company, if I'm not mistaken. You might have been. I don't don't think you have, though. Um, uh, John was with True Shot Gun Club out in Arizona, one of the best places in the world to get ammo. Uh, We were talking a little bit ago. The, the place and he was like place. he was i remember when like ammo was scarce and like you said yeah but if anyone needs shotgun shells like you had a warehouse full of shotgun shells at one point i'm assuming you got rid of some of that <laughs> i still have half a warehouse full of shotgun shells <laughs> oh my God. i mean so black friday and this is i guess this is a humble flex we got in 1.5 million rounds of nine mil it was sold out in two days I'd imagine so. And uh, here's the thing. That sounds like a lot of ammo, but when you're talking about a nationwide slash worldwide distributor, a million and a half rounds of nine millimeter is not a whole lot in the big grand scheme of things. Like for the individual, that's a hell of a lot. But for a company that, you know, ships everywhere, that's probably, you know, you probably, how much, like what's the biggest nine millimeter? It's only, that's only 30,000 boxes. Box of talk if you're talking there boxes of 50, it's only 30,000 yeah. boxes. Yeah, so like when so, you guys have put in an order for ammo, what's the largest like nine millimeter order you put in? If you can say, I don't know if you're allowed to say that or not. No, I can say, uh, last year when I started with the company in August, we had 15 million rounds of blazer brass. It took <laughs> us until January, sometime in January, to get rid of all, all of it. So we million 
Oh, it was insane. It was just like aisles full of it. You were tripping over it everywhere you went. So, I mean, right now, I think in our warehouse, we're a little light on nine because it's popular. It sells God's out. Caliber. It's um, God's caliber. Yeah. But right now, I think we've got it anywhere between 30 and 40 million rounds of ammo in the warehouse right now. And then... Like the coolest flex I had at one point, not the 15 million rounds is cool, but having like 40,000 rounds of 50 BMG in giant crates, that was a flex. I'm sorry, why? <laughs> you see, you what had happened you, was. You sell a bunch of it? I mean, honestly, I oh, can't yeah. imagine 50 BMG being a bunch of, of cells there, is it? Oh, no, we've, we've gone through all three crates full of 50 BMG, and it's just because really? Arizona, you know, Arizona's got open well, space, go people, shoot. Yeah. yeah people go and shoot so uh we had a ton of 50 bmg it was really cool because it was just this giant crate and i wanted to spill it on the floor and do 50 angels but then i'd have to clean up a bunch of 50 bmg off the floor uh but if you're gonna clean up, that's kind of cool to clean up though you know <laughs> i'm just saying no but yeah uh, wants to know if you do primers because that's 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 seriously an issue right now especially large rifle primers you guys don't have any primers do you I can't say. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I can't say. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we're, maybe we're trying to figure it out. Somebody accidentally yeah, shipped us like um, thirty million primers. So really. So uh, we're trying to figure out legally if we can. So I can't say because it you need okay. a whole separate license. Well, is, is that, it's like when you. I was going to say like when you start doing SKUs of primers, is that a separate? Licensed than ammo. I'm obviously, so it is. it's it's so dumb. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna bitch for a moment. Uh, hey, four so, is yours. Uh, brass, I can ship. Projectiles, I can ship. Primered brass, mm. I can ship. Primers, whole separate license. So everything put together can ship. It's fine. It's that but hazmat. It's the hazmat it for the primers. Not. Yeah. It's so weird that the primer itself has to be the hazmat part of that whole thing, but everything put together is okay. Yeah, and the worst thing now is, too, is like the last, when I bought the last 5000 I bought, now you have to be home when the FedEx driver shows up. Probably you have sign to for show it. him an ID, what? and you have to sign this thing on his tablet. So you can, So it's not like it used to be. I could just write a note, sign it, put it on the door, like leave my primers right here. Not anymore. Anything with a hazmat now has to have a driver's license and a signature, and you got to be home. So, and it's a it's a whole separate storage nightmare too for us. We've got to have special areas in the warehouse to store it. So we we've stayed away from it because it's really just it hasn't been there the production and everything. But right now it's like, okay, well, what do we do with these and trying to figure that out? So. Uh, we're working with who shipped it to us. I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to throw them under the bus. Well, I no, think I think uh, if you I think if you cut Buck a really good enough deal, he probably drive to Arizona, buy all of them, just take them to Arkansas. And you well, he did he did say he would take 29 million, but he's not greedy. So. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Just sell them all to Buck. There's no hazmat fee. He drives to to Arizona, picks them up, and drives them back to Arkansas. Right. Matter done, of fact, done deal. Matter of fact, you'll be going through Arizona here in a few weeks. Just saying. 
This is true. You got you got room for thirty million primers in the back of the of the. Could pull, pull a Smokey uh, and a Bandit with primers. I mean, I mean, hey, it's already a cannonball run. Let's go ahead and add Smokey and the Bandit to it. You know, just you don't get stopped. Watch out for highway. We'll get you. You ain't seen me. You ain't seen me on the interstate in that Kia. Ghost has. Don't knock the Kia, buddy. Mm-hmm. Kia is surprising. It's surprisingly quick. I'm not going to lie. Only when he goes in sport mode. That's this a, that's a knock on. This is that, true. That's a knock on Armentia. She doesn't believe in sport <laughs> mode. But there is truth to that. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, Marcus says I could use some 50 BMG, but not not at five dollars a round. Uh, I could also use 410 shot shells and 20 gauge. Those two shot shells have been non-existing by me, especially 410. So you have 410 or or 20 gauge. 20 gauge. We just sold out. Uh, 410 has been a seven month delay waiting on them to come in. We were supposed to get them last week, it's not here yet. It's getting imported. Uh, the biggest thing is, uh, and many people don't know that a a big corporation bought two of the shotgun manufacturers or shotgun ammo manufacturers. Um, and it kind of put a halt because they had to do inventory. Because when you acquisition a company, you have to inventory all the product to see, you know. And everything's got to shut down until that's done, by the way. And that was about a two-month shutdown. So, unfortunately, one is out of Brazil. The other one is out of Spain or Italy. So, it kind of shut us shut it down on that one for a little bit. So, hopefully, maybe in the next first quarter of 2023, you're looking maybe. I'm hoping to have them in the next two weeks. So, oh, okay. So, so hopefully, I would I would love to get a, the you. I get at least twenty phone calls a day and questions and stuff like that about just four ten. So I just yeah. got sixteen gauge in. If anybody's looking for sixteen, I got sixteen gauge. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Clover. I didn't mean to give the answer to one of your quizzes. <laughs> Just absolutely spoiled that, didn't I? My bad. What did I um, do? What? Oh, he said he got some 16 gauge, and it said, "Oh, the gentleman's gauge." And I realized oh, that's, that's one of the old quiz. I didn't, I didn't mean ah, to uh, ruin the, the quiz. Ah, it's an old quiz by now. It's all good. Okay. Uh, by the way, I did put the link out there to True Shot Gun Club. Um, yeah, they've got. If it's in, if it's if it's in stock, it's going to be very, very difficult to uh, to beat their prices. And um, plus, show show John some love. And uh, I tell you what, you know, we had a phone call. You and I were talking on the phone when you first moved over there about the plans over the next few years of what, what he's wanting to do. I'm like, hey, I don't, you know what? Hell, let's just take a few minutes. We really don't have anything going on. There's people asking questions. So if you want to take a few minutes and tell people – Maybe the history about True Shot, what the uh, goals are, and all of that. Hey, take some time and and uh, and do that for sure. Yeah. So uh, True Shot started in 2016 in the owner's garage. Uh, we literally sold everything and anything we could get our hands on. So you know we were doing guns, ammo, things like that. In 2019, the company shifted to ammo, which was a good time to shift to ammo. <laughs> um, and because. Uh, the owner and his father come from the oil and gas industry. 
So uh, oil and gas is a commodity. Ammo is a commodity. As much as people don't believe it, it's just pounds of lead, pounds of brass. So uh, we shifted to that. We uh, in 2020, we you know took off. We went from a 2,000 square foot facility up to a 10,000 square foot facility in 2021. Uh, we're recognized by the Inc. 5000 as one of the fastest growing companies in the nation. So uh, we really have grown. You know, there's big plans for us. We've worked really hard over the last year with, you know, making sure that we have product in stock, working some on the marketing end, you know, working partnership deals and talking to folks like you guys and kind of getting the word out there. Um, you know, the, the big struggle we had in 2020, 2021 was, uh, you know, all these fly by night ammo companies popped up and uh, to kind of legitimize, uh, you know, make the company legit and kind of show like, Hey, we are who we are and we are, you know, a legit company. And uh, we've worked, we've revamped the website, we've revamped our social media, we've grown exponentially as a company. Um, so we're hoping for big things here in 2022, 2023. Um, so it's been great. You know, it's fun. I get to do some cool things that I would probably never have done. Um, yeah. You know, the big thing that I, it's funny because you go, you guys know me when I was at the old company, the big thing that I got to do this year, which was really exciting for me was, you know, reviewing guns is fun. You know, that's, that's yeah, what, it is, what it is. And uh, I really do enjoying that and doing ammo reviews and stuff like that. But this year, uh, as of December 6th, I was in ballistics best and helping them out with that. So that was something that I really got to do. And that was a yeah. cool experience for itself because, you know, ballistics best is what, some people judge things by and it was cool to kind of be part of that and working with a lot of the, my friends in the industry to, to be able to do that. And you've also been doing a bunch of writing, not uh, just doing social media reviews and all that, but you've been doing a blogs and all that stuff for a while. So have you enjoyed the writing side of stuff or, or what? Yeah. You know, I've gotten to spread my, you know, legs a little bit and get into some writing and did some things, you know, I, I wrote a couple blog posts for our website and, done that here and there and you know it's it's been it's been a fun ride so far to kind of be able to do what i've been able to do and things that i wanted to do in the past that you know couldn't do and now i can do it and yeah. kind of have fun with it and you know come out and talk about new products coming out or or talk mm -hmm. about you know things and, and being able to voice my opinion on something where it's like in the past i was just like yeah i worked for this company and we did this and that's it. And been being ammo is really great because we're very complimentary to everybody. And, uh, you know, you can we talk about whatever guns you want. I mean, you're not tied right. to anything, right? I can talk about guns. I can talk about ammo. It, it's, it's really, you know, we're, we're shifting a little bit of focus away from guns for a little bit. We're going to do more ammo reviews, more, more topics that are, you know, nine versus Five five or five five six versus two two three and difference in grain weight yeah. nine and kind of trying to explain. You mean that there's a difference? Surely you jest. Yeah, no. a, yeah. I, you know, I, I, for for those that are out there that haven't gone to the website out there, I want to go ahead and put that link out there again. Please go check out True Shot Gun Club. Um, these are brands like they're, they're not like reloads. They're not like true shot gun club branded ammo these are like the the brands that you know um they just happen to get them in for 
you know, I, I don't know if that, that if that's kind of the idea is to just maybe make less margin and just try to sell more or whatever the business model is. But you're you're usually a good percentage cheaper than most other websites with the same stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's not necessarily True Shotgun Club uh, branded stuff. If you're looking for specific brands, Normas and all of those, they've they've got that. So I don't know. If people are maybe uh, are, are if you're out there. Marcus says he's on the website right now. So um, uh, he asked one. He was real quick. This is ask us any question. He says, any idea when the Lake City 50 BNG ammo is going to be back in stock? That I don't know because we that was like that big crate of ammo I was talking about was that Lake City yeah. stuff. So uh, yeah. Lake City is a little hard right now because Lake City is owned by Winchester or not owned by Winchester. Winchester's running the facility. So okay. it's it switched hands. It was federal. Now it's Winchester. They won the contract. So it's a little hard to get some Lake City stuff in. I mean, we we really expand the variety of what we have. So you know, we've got mm. nor we've got the normals. We've got the PMCs. Um, the one, if you're looking for nine mil, the one that was really surprising was DRZ. DRZ is out of Turkey. It was designed and made in Las Vegas. Um, the actual name is it. We everybody calls it DRZ because it's. Thing. It's actually called Doctor Z because the owner's son was going to be a doctor, and his name was nice. Zach. So uh, we've run like thousands and thousands of that when we were testing. It's one of our go-to testing ammo's, and that I really like. You know, we we work really hard with our vendors to get be very competitive. Um, mm. Getting in a bunch of stuff, we're we're trying to be the lowest price in the country. We also offer our A-Zone program, which is our free shipping program. It's 99 bucks a year. You get unlimited free shipping for the year on That's orders awesome, up to $1,500. Right. Bucks. Yep. So the only reason why we put a $1,500 limit is we don't, we can't ship a pallet of ammo. Sorry. It's, just, <laughs> it's too expensive, man. But uh, you could. I mean. You could. But it, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it, it's it's hard, but, uh, we, we did that. We've opened the wholesale. So if there's any dealers in here, we have opened a wholesale side of our company as well. Um, yeah. you know, you're looking for as a dealer, we're looking for pricing on that, but yeah, it's been, um, it's different because there's, we're complimentary. Like the people I've been able to work with, like yeah. at the old company, I would have never been able to talk to Taurus or I would never been able to talk to FN or, you know, I work really closely with Springfield and, those guys, I love those guys over there. And, you know, working, being able to work really closely with a lot of these companies has really afforded me the ability to, you know, branch out and talk to people that I would have never talked to and, or even thought to talk to. So, like, take nine millimeter out because I'm pretty sure that's probably say that that's probably what you guys sell the most. That's probably what everyone does. Take nine out, like this year specifically. Uh, do you know what caliber has really kind of maybe, I'm going to say sold the most besides nine, but is there a caliber that's kind of surprised? Like, where did this come from? Like, why are we selling so much of this all of a sudden? Do you have the surprise caliber of the year? You know, take out, take out nine and five, five, six. That's those yeah, take two, them out. Yeah. Take them out. Um, we sold a lot of seven, six, two by 39 this year, which okay. is not surprising, but surprising yeah. at the same time, because once the Russian steel ammo ban took place, it was like, what do we do? You know, yeah. that's, that was a big part of our, our business was selling, you know, 
Tula and Wolf and yeah, Red I mean, Army, and that's a big chunk of your business where you have to find it. And uh, you know, ten millimeter has sold crazy amounts. Um, when we get it in, it sells out quickly. Thirty eight special is another one that was kind of really? like, yeah, it, it's and and I can see why from from this perspective, seeing why you know, for me living in Ohio and free free states, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, you know, 30, you know, 38 special was a, you don't care, right? It's just another round, yeah. but, uh, we ship a ton of 38 special to California. Cause that is well, one of the, yeah. I mean, that's thing. true. Um, that. you know, on top of that, you know, we've sold a lot of 50 BMG for some reason, that one's always, but not, you know, nine is there. The one that sat and we can all probably agree on this and why but 40 40 has just sat there and i can't i can't get you know by 40 hey i know a couple of people out in the chat that right now this minute trueshotgunclub.com can put your money where your mouth is I'm on the g23 put your g23 all the four calling all 40 lovers Get you all the 40 you want. Life, put your money where your mouth is, homie. Um, how is, um, and I don't know if it's everywhere else, but I'll tell you what, here in, in Chase and Snob and Chris and I mean Clover, whatever, uh, you can jump in. The, the end of last year and probably the first quarter of this year, and I don't know why, but 350 legend like blew up around here. Did you happen to see 350 Legend go kind of spike at all maybe earlier in the year or anything as far as ammo? If I could get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah, the that's... thing. No, and and the reason why 350 Legend spike, and I've got, again, from Ohio, Deer Hunter, I've got a 350 Legend, former company, yep. built barrels for a 350 Legend. I built one. I love the round. It's a great round. It's a cool, yep. like, especially – if you can get a 20 round mag for it and build a nice light deer gun and well, you wouldn't use 20 rounds on two, but it, it's a great round. And if I could get Someone it, would use 20 rounds for deer. Just saying somewhere. I mean, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> I mean, in a free state. <laughs> <laughs> but the 350 legend, and I've been behind it since it launched is that in between kind of like, I don't want to, Three, or I don't want a 300 blackout, but I don't want a 450 Bushmaster. I want like a, a nine millimeter super duper is basically what the 352 legend is. Well, and it's also, yeah. I can't have a 3030, right? Right. Yeah. Or I can't hunt with a 3030. I should say, I shouldn't say half. I can't hunt with a 3030. One thing that I noticed with the 350 legend uh, in this area, and it, I think it affected some other places close was when cough cough hit and election and you just had all this crazy things going on i mean it was a whirlwind of different things and ammo started to dry up for the longest i seen 350 legend on the shelves yeah and i'm not real sure people didn't <laughs> didn't see it on the shelves and you didn't have people that didn't go out and buy mm -hmm. go buy a rifle legend. just because i can get i ammo considered for it. it i considered it i really did there were people buying Glocks and 45 gap because you could get 45 gap. Did you get to find it? Sure, absolutely. Well, at least Glock finally sold some 45 gaps that way. Like they finally cleared out their warehouse. Right. Yeah. See, here yeah. in Ohio, yeah. some like, of their warehouse. <laughs> what here in Ohio, when the 
when that 350 legend came out like everybody had 4570 and 450 bushmaster and when the 350 legend came out everybody was just running to get one but like yeah. clover said i never saw 350 legend ammo dry up here like any anytime i went to a gun store they had it um and I don't know if it's just because they bought mass amounts of it because they knew how popular the gun was. Because like once that came out overnight, nobody talked about 4570 or 450 Bushmaster for deer hunting in Ohio anymore. It was all 350 Legend. Well, that. Winchester Winchester de dedicated two whole lines for it, and that that's why you could see it because they they wanted it to become. That was the biggest issue. So like six millimeter arc. Again, this is going back to my, my old days. Like six millimeter arc came out, and everyone was stammer two two four Valkyrie. Same thing. Everyone was stammer. There was no ammo. There was no ammo production because they didn't want to dedicate it to it. And then three fifty legend seems to be the one that they dedicated Winchester dedicated to, and they built the the ammo to go with the the guns, and they really pushed it. Yep, you're exactly right. Because all the ammo that was here, it was all Winchester. Uh, Marcus wants to know, he's curious about the Yugoslavia 762 by 39 that you have. Can you know anything about that? Yeah, so it is, uh, comes in, when they came in, they're in sealed tins in wooden crates. Uh, we have to break them open just because shipping's a nightmare of those wooden crates. I wish we could ship those. But the, it is corrosive, just a heads up. It is corrosive. It is from like the late 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Hmm. Interesting. So it's on all in stripper clips too. It's it's good stuff. Uh, Chris out there says he went to Wally World during the ammo pandemic, and the 350 Legend was the only caliber. So, so around here you get 350 Legend, um, eight gauge, and 40 Smith and Wesson. Those are the three that you can pretty much go and get whatever you wanted to out of those. Uh, and I wonder can, why. Can can we can we kill the 40? Is everyone okay with that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the only. I, I've told. It. I've said this for years. The only thing good about the forty is you can convert it to a three fifty seven sig. That's the only thing it's good for. That's it. You so. can you can run it in some ten millimeter if you wanted to run ladder loads for some odd reason. I don't know why that would be. Like, why would you want to want a, a lighter low ten millimeter? Yeah, that's I mean, you, you can you can already get <laughs> yeah. You can already get ladder loaded 10 millimeter anyway, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was curious, you know, when you talk about the correlation between Winchester and the rifles and the promotion and, and really tooling up for the, the 350 legend, what are you seeing, uh, John, with the 6.8 Western from Winchester? So I just don't think it's, uh, we've seen the ammo, they are tooling for it, but it, I just don't see it taking off as much as we wanted to. I mean, there's already, things out there that you know and and whenever you come out with a new caliber uh let's take like the 350 legend there's got to be a demand well there was a demand in in states where you could straight wall hunt right. because now you've got a lightweight ar it's in an ar-15 platform it's takes standard bolt carry groups all i have to do is swap my barrel so it's very easy where six eight western you have to get a whole new gun and it's like yeah it's one of those things like the same thing with the Valkyrie and the Ark, you know, it was, it was just a small with uh Valkyrie. I believe it was a five. five Valkyrie no. never could get the twist rates yeah. figured out. Valkyrie was, was, Valkyrie consistent, was the, you know? yeah. 
because yeah, they couldn't get the projectiles figured out. Yeah, yeah. projectile yeah. twist. Yeah, combination. Absolutely. And then the, the arc, they could you'd had to switch to a six five Grendel bolt, which is fine. But then you gotta find a six five Grendel bolt and <laughs> find someone who makes a Grendel bolt, and then you gotta swap it. And that's like that was what made the three fifty legend so popular because it, a all these states had just started doing ohio had started straight wall and correct me if i'm wrong chris i believe it was like 2014 is when we started doing straight wall hunting i believe you're correct on that yeah. and then so you got ohio you got michigan you got a believe now only half of michigan's michigan's weird right like michigan's like split in half of what you can and can't i've never understood that whole thing i don't know it's just weird to yeah. me yeah and well, the reason why Michigan did, and this is, I talked to a, a, a head of client up in, in Michigan. I was talking to him about it. I'm like, why are y'all split in half? And he's like, well, up north, it's hilly. Up down south, it's flat. So, rifle, you know, they were worried about rifle rounds going too far. If, you know, there's us deer hunters who can't shoot straight. Um, but yeah, that and it's the there's a lot of states that went to straight wall, so it was just this perfect storm of everything being able to go. Or like the the new one, the new hotness or new thing that came out at shot last year was that thirty super carry. It's cool. Yeah. How's that the, going for the, you? I haven't seen. There's a only like one, maybe two guns though. Like once again, there's got to be a demand. You're gonna need the all every one, in my opinion, every one of the big companies to come out with a 38 super carry gun to create a demand. I don't know. And you've got an expensive gun and an even more expensive gun, or the two that's out there too. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Like I get it, but at the same time, it's one of those things where you got you got to get the gun. Like like I said, there's not a perfect storm for. 30 super carry there's a perfect there was a perfect storm for 350 legend yeah. there's not one for 30 super carry right now yeah. and and don't get me started about these companies now naming their guns after you know wwe wrestlers that's that's my <laughs> next pet peeve <laughs> everybody's naming them after wwe wrestler i swear we're gonna have raw here on on that shot show well goldberg's always there so just saying you know um two questions real quick um over the last couple of three years, um, how has the five seven done in your eyes? Is it is it what people thought? Um, you know, because before they only had the FN, so there was no. I mean, there probably wasn't a huge demand for five seven. Have you seen ammo go up in sales? So ammo has gone up in sales. We we okay. We had a whole bunch of it. We now are stuck with the expensive twenty seven grain FN produced stuff. Okay. It's good stuff, okay. but it's fifty four dollars a box. There are it's fell off patent. That's all you need to know. It's off patent, which means yeah. you're gonna see more ammo availability here soon. Yeah. I, I can't say from who, but you're going to see more ammo availability because it is off patent. Now these guys can now make it and they don't all have right. to pay extra for it. Um Trying to go. What about the eight six? That that's the new one that's kind of going to get pretty hot. Have you seen? What do you think about that coming around? Again, unfortunately, <laughs> it's an ammo thing. And and again, yeah. love the round. Shot it. We have one at the office that we've been testing. Well, so so, what do you think about the ballistics of it? I mean, does it you like you like the way it performs, or does it fit like a, a necessity? 
like niche out there or is it it's just- a, if it's a niche you can build a really small i guess the term would be pork sword or or like a, a small bolt gun in the 86 cartridge we cold bore dane inside in the barrel sighted in the scope and we were going out to 400 yards without even trying yeah with, with mm-hmm. the 86 so I wanted to take, we did a, a long range class up in Idaho with Fred Masterson from Force Options USA. I love Fred. If you guys, I'm plugging him because I love him. Uh, you know, if you guys ever want to do a long range class, take his long range class because it's beautiful. Um, we were going to take the 8.6 out with us and do it. We just couldn't get ammo. And we were going to go out to 1,500 yards with it to try it out and to be like, hey, look what you can do with this. And the problem was, A, we couldn't get ammo. Gorilla is the only one making it. There might be a second company here soon. We haven't heard. Um, yeah, they're down in Florida, aren't they, I think? Yeah, Gorilla's down in Florida. Yeah. But th- then there's, you know, you got one company making barrels, which is Faxon. Yeah. And Q's making guns, but Q's, Q is Q. And, you know, Q, Kevin is a good, good guy. Uh, but, you know, you... The guns, there's not enough demand for it yet. I think ballistically, it is awesome. I think everything about it is awesome. We just need to get the ammo availability up. We need more manufacturers to pick it up. We need more barrel companies to pick it up. We need more gun manufacturers to hop on board. Mm -hmm. To create that demand. Yeah. You know, because it, and that, again, we're going to go back to the 350 Legend because it was a perfect storm. You've got, Faxon was making barrels. You've got Ruger making ARs. You've got everybody was doing it. Everybody had test ammo. Everybody was working on it and ready to go. And I believe that was, it came out at shot 2020. I think that's when it dropped or was it 2019? Was it 2019 NRA? Um, I well, I remember the first time. Yeah, I remember the first time I seen it was in 2019. It must have been NRA. That was up in India, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. So NRA. Um, and I remember everyone talking about basically, oh, you know, this is going to change the game. You got a, you know, a, a 1,200-yard you know, 5.56, five, basically, if you will. You know, I was like, eh, I mean, you know, it, it sounds cool, but, like, here's the thing. This is no offense. For me, like, I love a 5.56. Five, that's for me that's 300 yards and in if i've got to start going out 300 yards i'm not sticking with a 224 valkyrie i'm probably going to six five or or, or a larger caliber outside three four hundred yards i'm not trying to press a 22 diameter freaking projectile 1200 yards i just i don't understand i don't understand that so for me the 224 valkyrie was never gonna be uh for me anything that i would be interested in but hey you know it, it is what it is um you know, um, Marcus out there says, question for you guys, long range shooting, MOA or MRAT? I prefer mil. That's just me. Um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, for me, it's, it's easier. Yeah, it sounds same. weird. Mil. It's less it sounds math. Weird. It's, it's, it's less math. Exactly. And I'm not very smart, so it does help. <laughs> uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, MOA or, or MRAT mil, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, ma'am. MRAD for long range. Yeah. Yeah. Chase snob. MRAD all day. All I day. Use, I just use some good old, you know, 
It'll just hold her up in the wind and see where she it's hits in the dirt. Windage. How much do you hit? Yeah. I don't need I those fancy that. radicals. Yeah, he, he, he basically just... He, he, he duct, what, what Snob does, he duct tapes some uh, binoculars on top of his rifle and just tries to just mm -hmm. conduct the windage in there. Hey, uh, get away from me. Him away. Okay. Opera glasses, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fair. Um, not not to point you out, but I mean, since you are different in in the group, um, is there is MOA how you kind of like learned, or is yeah. there a reason you choose yeah, MOA? I have one mil dot scope, and I never did like it. I had one, and I never oh, okay. did like it. And it's just okay. I think it's because I always have the MOA stuff. Yeah. No, I hear you. I get it. Um. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of them, Marcus. It just depends on um, what you grew up with or what's easier for you. I think, like, what I found when I started getting the long-range stuff, for me, the mill stuff was just easier for me to calculate quicker. Uh, it simply comes into that. It's just quicker for me to calculate. Um, so I that's Charlie. I think when we were down there with Charlie, didn't say he mm -hmm. preferred meal because it was. Oh yeah, quicker yeah. Well, I, I think I think yeah, I, I think what you you'll probably find, especially in the sniper world, and he you know being a seal in the sniper world, it's much different because you literally have to calculate shit on the fly, and I and I and I don't know this, and I can probably ask Charlie this, but I would suspect that the reason why most snipers go mill is they can do those quick adjustments and calculations uh maybe easier than with moa either that or basically um a lot of these guys when they go to be snipers in the military they have very little experience shooting prior to going to the military the military actually likes like i was a very novice i i never really shot before before joining the marine corps they like people that don't have a big experience because if you grew up hunting grew up shooting you know, they go in cocky thinking I'm a good shot. Well, you may not, you might be a good shot, the 30 30, but you may not be a good combat shot. And they want, they want specific things out of their shooters. So, what I suspect is they probably teach mill more in sniper schools. Uh, and it might just be because maybe that's who they get their optics and, and they just want mill across the board. I don't know. Um, but I suspect a lot of snipers choose mill because it's, 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 pretty quick it's quicker or easier to do some of your calculations uh for me it was definitely easier it was definitely and 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 i have very limited brain cells so uh, anything that can help me uh get through something is, is good uh, i don't think there's a wrong answer uh, it just really depends on what you're looking for um it's basically and it sounds weird it's kind of like the imperial versus metric and all of us basically except for snob chose metric in in the skin in the optic world which is um, weird right? chose metric, which is weird <laughs> yeah. you know um well but, i you know for me I, you know i never give it much thought um because as snob said a lot of what i was used to growing up was the 30 30 reticles right and that sure. doesn't mean it's on a 30 30 but that type reticle uh and you really were you're like oh man i need to hold a foot over the back of the deer or what you know <laughs> whatever kind of crap right and then right. once i started getting into dots the most economical when you get into optics are going to be meal and then yeah. when i started getting into some competition settings uh with you know silhouette steel and some other things that was all all of those were rated in meters anyway 
it was 33 yeah. meters, 44 meters, 72 meters, 110 meters, right? And so it all mm -hmm. of that translated easier because the scopes were meal. And then I just mm -hmm. picked it up. So it's just easier. You know, it's like, yeah. Just so for long range, this is just a question for the panel. Uh, Christmas tree, like what's your preferred reticle? You know, Christmas tree, I think for especially for long, especially competition stuff is, I think, kind of the choice a lot of people go with. But do you guys have a specific reticle that you like? Um, maybe it's not a Christmas tree. I mean, I don't, I don't shoot that much long range though. I mean, with USPSA and all that stuff. Yeah, you're doing PCC, so yeah, yeah. I'm just using a red dot, but yeah, yeah, I don't really have much to say on that one. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it, like going out, you know, get with some buddies and go out to a long range and shoot, but I just don't do it that often. Well, I hear you. Well, if it if it's a a long range optic, it's Christmas tree and first focal. Yeah. You know, once you get, once you get into, so, so we shot, when we went and took that long range class, we had an MO. I had a mill and Kurt, who you guys have met, who's our director of marketing, had MOA second focal point. I had first focal point. And after about 800 yards, he was, he was struggling because you, there's yeah. just so much more math involved after that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think we've had this, discussion many many times i think for beginners beginners i think second focal plane is probably the way to go for beginners um i think they're going to be able to yeah. see a lot of, but then they're probably not beginners i'm probably going to start out at a thousand yards they're probably starting at two or three hundred yards um but i think second is probably the best i think once you kind of get used to it like for me a second focal plane drives me nuts now like I'm going to have my my optic for a match probably like 18, roughly between 16 and 18 magnification, no matter what stage I'm on. And I don't want that reticle taking up the whole scope picture, the sight picture. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 they're, they're fine. But I think that there's a time and a place for both. I think the second focal point for me, I think beginners absolutely probably helps them a lot. But I think, like you said, there comes a point when it becomes, I think, a hindrance to have second focal plane. Um, that's just me, though, especially if you're talking about using high magnification because you're going out, you're stretching your legs a little bit. Maybe you like the, I don't know. I, I like keeping that, that small reticle. Um, just, I don't know. What do you guys like across the, uh, the room? First focal plane or second focal plane, typically? Starting out, I would, I would definitely say second. You know, once you start getting used to it, you know, first for me, yeah. um, I like the mill dots. I, you know, with, with a mill dot scope, I don't mm -hmm. see, I don't see dots and I know that's weird. <clears throat> I mean, visually I see dots, but. Okay. Okay. I, uh, okay. I was, I, I was like, what do you mean? You don't see dots. Yeah. I mean, visually I see dots, but okay. because if you, if you draw the, the lines across all of the dots, then you basically end up with a graph, graph paper, right? And so I almost, sure. when I'm looking through a mill dot, I'm almost seeing boxes. You know, you feel what okay. I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if I ever get a mark shot, you're done. You know what I mean? And, and, and I get it from yeah. a military standpoint or something. That's not good enough a lot of times. I mean, you got a first shot better count. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty good at, at distance, you know, second one. Once I get a, once I get a, a one I can, I can see, right. Like I know what, what, uh, part of the graph it landed in and it's just a matter mm -hmm. of moving the target to that spot and, and you're on the next yeah. shot, right? It's so quick. Yeah. Um, but again, that's me. That's not, that's not going to be everybody. Everybody is the way they see that scope, the way they see the dots, the way they see the Christmas tree and, and, and everything else. And, you know, especially once you talk distance, once you talk, uh, what am I talking? Magnifications, right? Mm -hmm. And their targets bigger or smaller and correlating the, the distance they are. And it, it's, it's not complex. I'm making it sound a lot more complex, honestly, than it is. Just get out. You just, like, cool you just like this new self-talk. It's all yeah. good. We well, I mean, get out there and just, you know, get on the bench and pull some triggers. It's not that difficult. Yeah, but I hear you. You get used to what you get used to, you know. Yeah. No, I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that um, being you getting into the long range competition in the last couple of years um, is being able to, like, follow your projectile to the target. A lot of people can't. And so you were talking about earlier, Clover, is, is, you know, hey, if I missed X amount, you know, dots up, you know, high right, you know, you can kind of move that target to where you saw maybe that impact and all that. There's a lot of people that have problems um, with following the trail. And I think a lot is because I think a lot of people actually use too much magnification. If you've yeah. got... Yeah. If you've if your magnification goes all the way to twenty four x, that doesn't mean you've got to use it at twenty four x. Like I said, for a, a match where they it's at three hundred yards or at the twelve hundred yards, I'm usually at sixteen or eighteen magnification, and I won't go higher than eighteen because I want to be able to see everything around the target. If I miss it, I want to be able. If you if you're zoomed in too much, you're not going to see impact sometimes. Right. Um. And so right. yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people talk about that. Well, I can't see where the impact is. Maybe try zooming out. I think a lot of people think that you're not going to be able to hit anything if they zoom out a little bit. I think it's going to help yeah. most people if you zoom out. That's just me. Very rarely, talking about taking a shot. Now, scanning, right? Um, or Whole spotting, different issue. Totally sure. different issue. Uh, but taking a shot, very rarely do I crank my magnification up any more than about halfway, definitely three quarters of whatever my max magnification is. I never go above three quarters. There ain't no way. And most of the time I'm more like half is my maximum. I can honestly tell you that I, I want to say, especially with this optic here, the only time that I ever had it ever had it at the highest is maybe doing is the initial zero, like the initial out of the box zero is probably the only time I've ever had that thing cranked up to full magnification. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Like I said, um, well, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 10 inches. But that's just a, me. That's just me. Yeah. So 10 inches at a thousand yards is, is, um, is one MOA, right? Mm -hmm. And you should be able to now, again, everybody's eyesight's different. I, I get all this, but you know, if you're talking about, you've got decent vision and all this other stuff, a straight 10 power scope, you ought to be able to, you ought to be mm -hmm. able to see good enough, you know, with a straight 10 power scope to hit 10 yeah. inches of a thousand yards all day long. I well, go ahead. No, well, I'm with, not. I, or John. I don't go care. Go ahead, John. Yeah, well, I was, uh, you know, taking that class, and and I had a really good spotter, you know, 
most of you guys know Sean Heron. Uh, he told me not to go zoom all the way in. I was zoomed all the way yeah. in at first. He goes, go to 10. You know, you're going to be able to see better and work better. So, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you oh, know, yeah. Trey on this one. Yeah. I, and that's just me. I mean, there are some people that may need, they might have a vision thing where they need to zoom. That's cool. For me, and it's not because I can see the target better. It's just I can see everything around the target. So if I do miss, I'm able to see well, an impact. That's another, just me. And here's another issue you have if you're zoomed in too much. So whenever you have an optic and you magnify that sight picture, keep in mind you're not just magnifying that sight picture. You're magnifying everything else as well, which means you're going to see the, the movement of your pulse holding that rifle say. any kind yep. of flinch yep. you're breathing it magnifies a, mir every a mirage right? a mirage that's you know why, um, yeah that's why when if you're talking straight up bullseye competition stuff nobody runs optics just like nobody hardly runs optic not not magnified optics and the reason yeah. that they don't is because magnification amplifies mistakes errors yeah you know flaws that sort of stuff and you don't you don't need that well, that's what I was going to say is my most powerful scope I think I have on all my rifles is a 12 power. And that's yeah. because I guess I'm just too uh, shaky or not sturdy enough for these 16, 18, 24 power scopes because I can't stand it. Yeah, I have an 18 power somewhere that I don't even know where it is. and it's This is a, a, a 6 to 24. But like I said, I'm, I'm at 16, 18 like 99% of the time. It's great to have that for scanning and stuff. It's wonderful sure. for scanning and spotting to be able to. Well, I'll tell you this much is when, when, when we get to a stage and you've got your, your stage definition and to tell you what, you know, and, and, and in PRS, they pretty much, there are some unknown distance targets, but most stages are going to say, Hey, target a is at 394 yards. Target B is at this. They're going to kind of give you the yardage. But when you're getting there and you've got that five minutes before that stage starts, everyone's down on their behind their glass or they're on their binoculars or whatever. But if you're having to find your target initially just to identify, hey, that says A on it. Yeah, I have no problem. We're gonna we're gonna zoom in, but then I'm gonna bring it right back down to that 18 before I before I, I, I start the stage. But yeah, there are there are reasons to have high magnification. I just don't like shooting from high magnification for sure. Um, Marcus, I love the questions, bro. Keep them coming. Uh, do you like your reticle illuminated or not? We're talking like long range stuff. Uh, I would say no. Yeah. Um, now, once again, I want to say this I don't do, I don't hunt, so I'm not going to be doing any nighttime hunting. Um, where an illuminated reticle may help. Um, I think that an illuminated reticle during the day, um, hurts. Uh, for me, it I, it hurts me. Yeah. So um, mine is not illuminated. <clears throat> I do have some that are illuminated that are available illuminated, but I will never turn them on. Um, I, at least I won't. I don't. I, like them. I think it, from from a hunting perspective, I think mm -hmm. that an illuminated reticle. Um, most people I, I that I talk to that that have an illuminated reticle. They talk about low light. They talk about magic hour, just just as the sun's coming up, just as the sun's going sure. down. Well, that's when the deer come out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, you realize that lighted reticle is compensating for a crappy scope. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about an inexpensive scope. 
I'm talking yeah, about no, the objective is not big enough to bring in enough light, right? Yeah. I'm talking about it's not very good, you know, even remotely decent glass. Uh, I'm talking about factors like that. And it's like if you had a, you know, if you had a decent enough scope that was bringing in enough light, it, you wouldn't have any need to do that. Um, and then the, the problem that you get when you illuminate a reticle, you've just taken, you've got a scope on there. You might as well have a red dot or something. Because by the time you, you light up that reticle, you've got that glare, right? Because mm -hmm. the reticle is lit. It's the same as the way people get a halo sometimes. You get that halo, right, with a red dot. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, where's your shot going to land? I mean, is it dead center or is it a little bit high left, high right? And especially if you're talking longer range, like – that makes it that makes a difference i mean you could be a quarter mil yeah. off or something just within the just within the lighted portion of the center of the reticle there's it, let's just take like a normal like christmas tree reticle like if that's illuminated like your eyes have 27 different things that they could find something to focus on and it may not be the right dot that's you know that you can get so i, I don't know uh chris you were gonna say something go for it yeah i was just gonna say like because i do a lot of optic reviews on the channel so mm. and i always point that out in the videos because you'll hear people say that all the time well i can't see the reticle when it's illuminated on a bright sunny day and i'm like you shouldn't be using it anyway like and I always bring that up in the videos. I'm like, they're not, they're, they're, they're there. I very, and I very rarely use them. I have a lot of scope. Yeah. With a lighted it's, reticle. But I, I've always contended it's a novelty thing. It really yeah. is. I, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, we're a, my, oh, go ahead. My gonna run, I mean, if you're going to run one, it's like, like I always say in the review videos, like it's, you know, right first thing in the morning when the sun's coming up or right at dusk, I can see it. But you get a lot of people and they're like, well, I can't see the reticle during the day. And I'm like, well, it's 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 not meant to be used. I mean, right. when right. it's a bright, sunny day, you don't need it anyway. What, what What's the point? Actually, you know, what? for me, my favorite shooting conditions, this is just me. I love shooting overcast. Yep, my yep. favorite shooting conditions is if yep. it's overcast and gray, for me, it, it's everything just pops, and I love shooting yeah. overcast conditions. The other yeah. thing I see too with lighted reticles, that and it, it's the same with red dots that I see people do all the time too, is they crank it all the way up. You know, they put it literally yeah. on eleven and go, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you're, you're only supposed to have that up as much as you need to have Until it up you to can be able see to it. see it. That's it. That's right. And then you like stop. usually it's two or three at the most, typically. Yeah, Find out where that sweet spot is for, for you, right? And you know, that's where you go. Don't don't throw it to the highest thing every single time. Yep. Uh, Snob, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, one. the only time I ever use my lighted reticle at any of my LPVOs is the ones that have the circle dot, basically. It's not, it's not yeah, really a circle true. dot, but the horseshoe yeah. and dot, I don't know what the heck you call it. Anyways, mm -hmm. if you turn it up a little bit bright and you're just shooting for fun up close... You know, say inside mm -hmm. of a hundred on an LPVO, it works just like a red dot. You just pop it up and you can hit it. But other than that, I don't ever use it. I don't guess. Other, than, I guess I have at night. So I'm turning it down. Pretty that's a valid low, point. Yeah, that's like a valid point. In the middle point. of the night. 
that's a valid point with an LBPO. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Now, yeah. an LPVO, I do, I, I do all of my LPVOs. By the way, that's a BDC reticle. Um, yeah, awesome reticle. Awesome my favorite reticle, actually. That was a work. Uh, I, LPVOs, I, I will run. Uh, I, I do have illuminated reticles. Once again, I try not to use them if I don't have to. But for an LPVO, it there is still some value because you could run it like a dot. You know, so I mean, that, there is value in an LPVO to having an illuminated reticle because you can still run it kind of like a red dot. Um, yeah, still don't, don't want know. it too high, but yeah. Oh no, 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 like two or three ever is the max. Like you shouldn't. You really, if you have to run it at more than a three, then you should probably just turn it off <laughs> and just say the hell with it because it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna actually screw you. That's just me. It's gonna screw you up more. Um, now you guys brought up, I don't remember which one of you was, we're talking about letting the light in with the objective. Um, and, and that's, that was a great point. The, uh, people don't think about, they think that magnification numbers being the most important, but the objective uh, is a very important number. Um, you know, in most long range, I think that the norm now is probably at 50, you know, that's probably the norm. Um, but What's 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 the lowest objective you guys think that someone, if they're getting into long range, they should get into? Oh man, fifty for sure. The lowest, the yeah, the, the, the lowest, smallest, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I say that. I mean, I'm trying to think now. The fixed twenty power on my fifty. I can't remember what it is. I want to say maybe it's a forty-four or forty-eight or something, right? But, yeah. you know, middle of the day, optimal. I mean, that's not something I'm going out. I'm hunting with it. I'm not, you know, it's going to the range, that type of thing. Uh, it's a play yeah. toy. So, you know, it's plenty. Um, you know, when we talk about reticles, I mean, talk about objectives. Another thing, and I'm, I'm a big fan of them simply because they look cool. I'm going to copy out this. It's sunshades. But I see people that put the okay, big, long sure. sunshades on, right? And that looks cool because it makes the scope look way bigger than it is. And on certain rifles and all, right, it's just, it just looks good. I'll, I'll admit. And they do serve a purpose um, if it's really bright out, right, depending on the position of the sun, if you're shooting into the sun and some things like that, right? That's the whole point of a sunshade. Um, but if you're talking about lower light situations, pull those sunshades. There's a reason they screw on and off. Right. Screw the yeah. sunshade off. And that's going to allow, because if you got that, think about it, if you've got that sunshade on, light has to almost come directly straight into the scope, right? It, it can't really come in from as sharp of an angle. So you're not really pulling as right. much light in. And I see that happen with, with folks. They'll get a really nice scope, and then because it just looks better, they'll put a 4-inch or even a 6-inch or an 8-inch freaking sunshade on there. And it's like, eh, not in low-light situations. Yep. Uh, Chase, you were going to say something? Yeah, I mean, going towards like what Clover's saying. Besides your field of view, people don't understand. Most people who are I'm a I'm a giant self-avowed optics knob, and I've sold an absolute metric <laughs> fuck ton of optics over the years. And the average person doesn't understand. The average shooter who thinks he does doesn't understand exit pupil. They don't understand director tubes. They don't understand any of that. So just because you have a larger objective doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything else to help you out anyway. If you've yeah. got most of these companies are running, oh, well, you know, everybody advertises 30 millimeter tubes these days. 
the vast majority of scopes, just because it's a 30 millimeter tube, it's still a one inch erector on the inside of it. You're not gaining anything. Yep. You might gain a little adjustment, but you're not gaining anything. There's a reason that Collis, there's a reason that Night Force, there's a reason those things cost what they do is because they're built correctly. Yep. And you're going to gain. Well, the you're also talking about at that point, at that level, you're talking about glass being superior as well people don't understand the quality of glass that can change a, an optic you can take a 600 optic change the glass on it I'm not saying it's going to be the same as a 1200 optic but you just change you put good glass on a 600 optic and it's it's so much i mean glass does um there's a reason why good glass costs more because it does change everything as well go ahead well, I'm sorry I, I hear a lot of i hear a lot of people that will say um you know, I've got a video out there that's explaining all the parts and pieces and everything of a, of a scope, right? And kind of layman's terms, what all they do. Um, and one of the things I'm ta I talk about is the tube. And, yeah. you know, I've got comments on there and I've had conversations with other people that tell me, absolutely tell me the tube does not matter. And I'm like, it depends on the scope as to whether or not the tube matters. Like, if you're talking about high-end, good quality stuff, Yes, that too matters. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, it does. People don't understand are, what goes into construction of a good optic. Yeah, but there's also, yeah. let's be honest with this, there's also companies out there that are selling 34 millimeter tubes that, as Chase said, has the one inch on the inside. So it's, it's, more, oh, of yeah. a, it's more of a beefing the scope up, right, thing than it is actually improving the function of the scope. It's more of a rigidity type thing. And, and they don't tell you that. They just say it's a 34 millimeter and people assume because 34 millimeter is better. Absolutely. There's a reason why a Collis 5 to 25 or a Night Force Beast or an ATAC or something like that has a tube size it does, but also has the erector housing and the adjustment housings they do because they have to be that big for one, that much adjustment, but two, to benefit from the light gathering ability of that optic yep there you go marcus next question he says do you prefer red or green dot or illumination uh chris red or green or another color a lot of you like yellow <laughs> you know i i never really shot now i'm talking about dots now so we're kind of getting off the yeah, scopes sure. but um i I've got astigmatism, so there's a lot of dots that starburst real bad on me. Yeah. Um, I think the green dot is better if you have astigmatism. Um, when I got the Swamp Fox cracking, I was like, now we're talking about an enclosed emitter too. So, but um, I, I was super impressed. Like the Holosun 509T was always my favorite red dot, mm -hmm. but that cracking and like with that green dot was, it's, I really, really like it. Um, now, there was, sure was, I don't know if the 509 had one. Uh, back 2019, Hollison came out with a bunch of yellow dots, and I was talking with them at NRA, and I asked him, say, yellow dots? And he says, look, studies have shown that people that are uh, colorblind, the one color that they can see traditionally is yellow and so that's why a lot of the optic companies saying went with some yellow dots for a while there is because of the uh 
the um, color blindness of people, they can pick up yellow. I don't know if that's a, the jelly number, but they said it. it it's, that's what it is. I've got a Trijicon ACOG that's orange. It's orange Chevron. Yeah. I was going to say all the old Trijicons are all amber. Yeah. I can't that stand orange yellow those. because everybody picked yeah, them up. Yeah, maybe it is amber, but whatever. It's, it looks orange to me. Yeah, it's, it's that yellowish orange. Yeah, but I mean, that's. And that, that very well could be why Trijicon sends those to the militaries in case there is people learning with those ACOGs that are colorblind. They're able to pick those up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that, but maybe it works for some people. Uh, John, red, green, yellow, pink, purple. What's your favorite dot? Uh, I would have to go with green and Viridian mm-hmm. has a good line of green dots and my understanding like the guys said the yellow the green are easier to pick up in the eye but the you know for colorblind people yellow is probably the best really yeah so you've heard the same thing about the yellow being for colorblind the the first people i heard that from was from night vision oh really yeah okay. they were yeah. one of the first to do the yep. yellow outline on the the night sites hmm. interesting interesting yeah okay yeah, so it is a real thing. I just thought they were full shit. They were just making some reason why they wanted to do a yellow dot, but I guess it is maybe a real thing. If Viridian <laughs> goes back and re revamps their pistol dots with a side load battery or a top load battery, they'll sell <laughs> the heck out of those dots. They they're so clean, crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh snob, uh, you put out in the chat green. Are you gonna stick with green? Yeah. I'm a big green dot okay. fan. I've switched a bunch of my dots to green. Yeah. Every yeah. dot I buy. There, now, there are a I'm lot of dots now that it. give you the option of red or green now, which I think is kind of cool. Where some of the companies are saying, hey, let's give them an option where you can like change a dial and or cha- push a combination of buttons or whatever, and it will change to a green I don't dot. Or, ones, but. I don't know. I mean, you're the gun snob. I figured you would. No, I've got three or four green pistol dots now and i really have got to where i like them a lot better than the red but i really so you were talking this. About, oh go ahead uh, i was gonna say i was gonna say obviously you can answer this and go back to what you're saying on pistols so you prefer green on pistol do you prefer green dots on like an ar or, or what? i don't have a green dot on an ar well i put my kraken on my little pc9 that one day and it was pretty nice okay green but i don't have any green rifle dots i don't guess and all well, I was going to say was, you were talking about the orange or amber or whatever. I was thinking mm-hmm. about orange because I think I'm, I love the excess sights, their big orange dot front sight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and sure. I thought, yeah. you know, an orange dot might be kind of neat because, you know, you really pick up that front sight really quick with the orange on it. Now, Clover, with your with your weird-ass yellow glasses, does, like, an orange dot, like, pop on them? Um, not, because, not because, and, 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 and I'm being serious because yeah, I know you so said there are some of those, those yellow glasses that make the orange clay pop. And I didn't know if that would make like no, an orange dot. No. The yellow well. ones, the yellows are not the amber or the red, the ruby, the, like the Hunter's HD ruby. Oh, okay. Okay. Pop, okay. Not the right, yellow. Right. Um, if anything, the yellow glasses cancel out more green, I think, um, uh, a little bit, maybe, uh, but okay. it's very minimal. It's very minimal. Okay, you what prefer red, green, or what? So, What's um, rose colored. Yeah. What were you saying, snob? I was just making a joke. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't hear it. Okay. Um, Sorry. So, if we're talking about like a scope, uh, I'm a fan of green. 
for the same way that I think if I was to use a red dot for everyday carry, especially, um, mm. I would probably go green. Um, in a lower light situations, to me, green is just, it's better. It's cooler, as in temperature-wise, it's like a cooler color, right? Um, not near as much glare or reflection or, or things really happening off of it. And so I, I kind of like that better. Um, now for especially, you know, speed steel type, you know, competition type, painted white steel targets, you know, white, you know, paper targets, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, red works fine. And, and, and a lot of times even, even with bullseye type stuff, I mean, red is, is usually a, a go-to for me. Um, with that now all of that being said a color that i have used on very rare occasions and there's not a whole lot of companies making it that i think is completely freaking awesome is blue yeah i, I blue. yeah the blue dots are pretty cool i'm not gonna lie um uh, i'll go into that in a second um chase red green yellow purple pink what That's an amazing Hello? answer, Chase. Uh, Did he swallow like his microphone? That's what it sounds like. Uh, maybe I can hear it sounds like it. So. I can hear some mumbling. Maybe like unplug your earbuds and plug them back in or something. Hang on a second. There you go. You're back. It's Bluetooth. I don't know how the hell. Anyway, green. We hear you. Personally. Yeah, we hear. You like green? Okay. Yeah, I, I've got a couple. Green, I just, let's say my your mind picks up green better. The vast majority of people who aren't colorblind, the human eye picks up green faster than anything. I mean, I run green fiber fronts, green fibers on shotguns. Green just works. No, I I I don't I don't dislike green. I really do. Um, I do have some green dots. I have uh, some green fiber on some guns. Uh, and I really do like it. I guess for me, I guess I've just used red so long that I just I'm used to it. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just something that I'm used to. I will say on some of the dots that I have that are green, I, I do. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. Um, now, that being said, it all depends on what you're going to be using it for also and where you live. Like if you're going to be shooting a lot where there's a lot of green trees and all that in your background, for me, it's kind of hard sometimes. And you got to, you know, and all that. So red, depending on where. Now, if I'm going to go CQB, I'm going red 100%. Uh, for some reason, especially if there's going to be a low light, for some reason, I pick up red a lot. That's why I always run a red on like my uh, AR9. It's going to be my truck gun, home defense gun. Because um, like CQB, especially low light CQB, for me red pops. Maybe it's because I'm used to it. Um, but I do like green, and I do like green fiber optic on some pistols as well, um, for sure. What about um, blue? You were gonna say something about blue. Oh, okay. So yeah. So yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I do like the blue dot. I think because a lot of it because is blue's my favorite color. That said. I don't 
what do you guys think in like a low light situation? That seems like to me that would kind of like be difficult to pick up. I don't know. What do y'all think? Doesn't seem like to me, but but everybody yeah, almost seems like if you see if you see blue Christmas lights at a house, like they don't pop as much as yeah. I guess that's true Maybe, too. But everybody's vision is different, right? So yeah, who knows? I'm just concerned with blue when I'm shooting into the air yelling World Star that I won't be able to see my optics. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, so I, I got I don't know the answer to this question, but I'm going to pose a question. Okay. Red dots obviously came out before green dots and all of that. Yeah. Really, like any idea why it was all red, seemingly all red, and then kind of things slowly moved into you started to see more green and there was sprinklings obviously of the amber and, and other stuff and that's not what i'm talking about with some of the fringe high no. dollar stuff i'm talking about mainstream why was I don't, I don't know why i don't know why red was the default color for song i don't know john chase snob chris any of y'all have any idea why red seemed to be the default color i'm gonna give an uneducated guess and go it's got to do with emitter technology and they were able to get rid of battery, battery life emitter, or something. Maybe? Emitter, battery life is higher on red than green for sure. Emitter slash yeah. cost, probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, you look at old diodes, you look at old lasers, you look at all that, everything was red. And so red just makes sense for an emitter to be red initially. Right. For a wild ass. Is that red was more energy efficient? I think that red is not as efficient no red your battery life's longer on a red dot than it is on a green dot on a pistol yeah is it that's okay what I, that's right. what i've always heard too oh. yeah. okay well that very well could be it as well i don't know i think it's like a like a five thousand hour difference between red and green someone correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's what it is it's a lot i know i don't know yeah the emitter technology in, in green and to keep it at cool is the other thing about the green systems yep yeah is mm -hmm. The, the technology is just not there to keep the battery life as long on a green as there is red. Yeah. But that's also why green, to a lot of people, is brighter and it jumps out at them more. It's because it's the different emitter technology. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a good, good, great question. Um, there obviously was a reason, whether it was financial or scientific, there was a reason why red was the default for so, so many years. Well, I mean, clearly it's because they're called red dots. That had to be the first one if you call well, them red dots. This is true. I mean, they, they you know, didn't come out saying green dots and, you know. So in a parallel universe somewhere, someone doing, someone doing string theory, like I wonder if somewhere in the parallel universe, they're, they're, they're called green dots. Like in red is the weird color. Like red's the new color. I'm sure there was. Yeah. In the uh, multiverse of the gun world. Hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Now, G-Web says, ask a real manufacturer at shot. Hey, there you go. Um, now, G's talking green lasers do not exist. Green lasers are IR lasers pushing through green film that falls off. So IR, we're not talking IR here. We're talking like red dots. Like, why are red dots called red dots, and why have they forever been red versus? Like, I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised one hasn't come out like a pink dot. You know, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's a cost. Sky probably is going to start shipping their pink pistol with a pink dot on it. Yeah. 
So are Don't green give them any more ideas. really <laughs> red with green filters? No, I think what G's talking about is if you see like a green laser. Um, <clears throat> no, we're talking red dots. I think that the the LED is a green dot in a green dot. I don't think it's red through a green filter. I think that it actually does emit a green dot on those. I don't know for certain, but I would imagine um, that would be the case. Uh, yeah, but we're talking I uh we're talking, you know, IR. That's a whole different thing. But honestly, God, the, the vast 99% of the people in the world will never have a use for IR. Let's just be honest. A, a, a legitimate real use for IR. You only need IR if you're running nods. Many people legitimately need to run nods. Just saying. That's just me. That's just me. It is. Don't don't shoot me out there, but it is what it is. Hey. Um, so G says they are red running through a green filter. Is that true? Like I can't imagine that being true. Is that true? That's way. There are only red LEDs. I think either either G or G's just being funny and being stupid out there causing. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell, but I. That's me, what I'm I saying. Really like, know. I like know that. Know, so this could be legitimate. I don't know. <laughs> I know that I've got it. I know that I've got. Well, I've got a buddy I can ask because he's really big into electronics and does all kinds of LED lighting things and all kinds of stuff. So. Uh, I can call Hollow Sun and ask them. Right. I mean, yeah. it's here. I'll call Adam over at Hollow Sun and ask him and see what he says. That'd be interesting. That'd be, and like I said, I, I've 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 never had anyone actually ask that question. I just assumed that they were red LEDs, green LEDs, whatever the LED is. is that's what color it is. But uh, yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. I, we're getting a lot of hate out there. A lot of people are saying that G's actually like explaining it perfectly. So he's not kidding. Hey, you learn something every day, and so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I had never thought about that. I never never knew that. So, yeah, anyways, um, trying to think here. Oh, one question I have written down that I wanted to ask earlier, because this kind of goes for Chase and John. Um, earlier in the show, John, you said that you guys like to use the Dr. Z ammo. Um, if I, Dr. Z, right? It's not DRZ. It's Dr. Z officially. It's Dr. Z officially, but just call it DRZ. That's what everybody else does. Okay. So the DRZ, Dr. Z, whatever, you said you guys enjoy using that when testing out your firearms. What specifically um, do you do you think that that particular ammo brings to when you're testing a, a firearm out? For that, it's 100% has to do with the load. And it's just been a consistent okay. load. It's been very good to us. The, the bigger thing with that is that uh, it's coming out of Turkey. And people don't understand like the manufacturing power. Chase probably does. If anybody in this room, in this chat knows, absolutely. Chase does. But the you know the manufacturing capabilities of Turkey and the quality of the ammo that's actually coming out. We had one bad batch of ammo. It was not DRZ, but it was from Turkey. It was hard primer, mm -hmm. NATO spec stuff, and. You know, that's what people don't understand. It, it, it's NATO spec hard primer, you know, with modern, most modern guns will fire it, but a lot of people are tricking out their stuff to put in lighter springs and mm -hmm. things. But uh, we've run it through Smith and Wesson's. We run through, we ran it through the, uh, 
the prodigy and it ran flawlessly and everybody's going to hate because everyone's got an opinion on that gun. Uh, but you know, that, that thing just ran and ate that stuff. Like it was nothing. Okay. Um, I want to bring chase in on this cause I want to ask you two questions. Uh, and, and I don't know if you're able to say this or, or, or what, um, typically, what ammo do you guys run when you're testing? And the reason why I'm asking that is um, there are several manufacturers that have told me when they send me guns, hey, for the first 100 or 200 rounds, run 124 grain through it and then switch off to 115 if need be. Um, so my question to you is, is when you guys are doing your testing, uh, Chase, do you, what grain is let's, we're talking nine here at this point what grain do you guys use a nine millimeter and do you guys have a specific brand that you have found on your side that you use for testing no i mean we've used all kinds i mean one because you're doing endurance testing you're doing batch testing you're doing all that but we've ran several manufacturers several grain weights honestly what we can find what might be a better deal Etc. But no, I mean we've used all the major manufacturers, nine mil, one fifteens, one twenty fours, even some you know one forty seven stuff. So like what John was saying, I've shot a couple boxes of that DRZ or Doctor Z or however that internet argument wants to work out on what they call it. But, <laughs> that sounds like but, a forum argument to me. Just saying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I mean, it um. I mean, the couple boxes of it I, I played with, it all ran fine. It's, I mean, it's NATO spec. Most of the stuff out of Turkey's coming is going to be NATO spec, right. which most modern firearms run it just fine. But as you start, like he was saying, as you start playing around and tricking out guns and putting lighter springs and stuff in there, that's where the issues come from. But as far as a standard service pistol, I haven't seen an issue out of it. Yeah. And they, they do take most Turkish companies, caveat there is most, do take quality control pretty seriously some you know like anything else there's always outliers but the vast majority of people who actually put their name on something who actually are prideful with what they produce it's all as good as anything you're going to get here well i also know just in general um talking to you and, and other people that that, that that deal with some of the turkish companies their factories are like immaculate like they they spend money on their factories to make sure that everything that goes through their factories are are really good. So um, that that just shows right there they're willing to spend the money up front to make sure that they're they've got the highest technology, that the best working conditions in the factories, so that they can produce good stuff. So you know, they've also, that, oh, but they've ahead. also at the same time got the hands on craftsmanship and attention to things. Sure. Which well, is really neat. Pride, pride comes in. There, there, there's two sets of things in, in, in mass production. There is the ones that are going to take pride and take the extra half a second or a second sometimes to make sure that it's done perfectly. And there's some that it's going to be, oh, snap, let's just get as many. Good Lord. Hey, it's Steve. <laughs> it's Steve. Yeah. Um, I, told him, I told him I was going to be on. Well, that fool, uh, he moved away from you now, so he's yep. hes half a continent away from you. Yeah, he, he upset me. I, I am. I told him last night. I said, he's like, Yuri, I'm there in spirit. I'm like, well, the meat doesn't taste as good without you because he makes some hella good barbecue. But I did have, I did want to add 
something yeah. to what you said, Ghost, about the 124 grain and and why they're telling you to run it the first couple hundred rounds. Okay. Well, I would um, imagine to break in that spring and everything else, so there's, there's not some cycling issues. I guess I'm assuming. Yeah. No. So a lot of it has to do in coming from the manufacturing side, previous company manufacturing side. It has to do with that, and it has to do with microburrs. We're trying to work out all the little you can't get you can get metal as perfect as you possibly can, but there may be a burr in there. It is a machine part. Yeah. There's gonna be yeah. some tolerance fittings and burrs and things like that. And to Ask run over. a <laughs> and to run a quote unquote hotter load, even though there's really not much difference between a one twenty four and a one fifteen grain nine millimeter in, in, in low data. It's if you're looking at if you're looking at low data, it's it's minute enough but there's enough that it'll break in those springs it'll break in the get those microburrs worked out it'll do but it gives it enough oomph for the slide to get over those burrs and try yeah. to work them out is that that's a bit real reason why most yeah. of them say it yeah yeah and i don't know i've only actually like i said i've had a couple uh i had a couple of people one of them was with canic this is a couple years ago when canic first coming on the scene uh, they sent me a TP9, and um, the person that – I don't even think he's there anymore, but I said, he says, hey, first 100, maybe 200, but at least the first 100, run 124 through it. Then you can go to 115, and you'll be fine. And I did – I think I went 200 rounds with 124, and that thing has never had an issue. I've had a, a couple different people have said that, and maybe it's just better for specific guns. They maybe they just have known through their testing before public release that hey, you know, this might run the first couple hundred rounds, might run and run this through one twenty four. Chase, uh, yeah. Chase, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the ammo run in Turkey for testing is one twenty four grain, correct? He ate his microphone again. Yeah, his damn Bluetooth went out again. Holy shit! Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> this piece of shit, I swear. Anyway, no, yeah, most of it's one twenty four. Yeah. And that makes sense. Maybe maybe that's why with some so but here's a thing with me, Chase, with that the, the P thirty five. I ran nothing but one fifteen through that and never had an issue one. So maybe it's just a gun. I don't know. Maybe certain guns yeah, and certain designs or whatever. It might even be certain batches that only you know that need that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it'll be one fifteen. Fine. I've never we haven't had an issue of it not running one fifteen. Just gotta keep in mind most nine mils are designed around a one twenty four because that's a NATO spec ammo. Yep. Yep. Um, big kid moved out to uh, well, I don't, I don't. I think everyone pretty knows he, he's out there in eastern Tennessee. Uh, he said the barbecue is not very good. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm assuming that, that not the, the Eastern Tennessee barbecue is probably using like Memphis style barbecue. And I'm not a Memphis barbecue guy. I'm from, I'm a Texas guy. So, uh, Memphis barbecue to me is, is not the greatest, but, uh, it's I'm assuming you guys probably eat a lot like brisket, like in beef barbecue instead of pork out there in Arizona, don't you? Yeah, and, and what it really yeah. is is the barbecue is not as good as because it probably was run over about twenty minutes earlier, and it's coated in coated in moonshine. So, hey, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, nothing at all. A good a good blueberry moonshine is is pretty damn good. Just saying, uh, just don't eat the blueberries. That will do a job on you. <laughs> Brian all the pork and George Dickel and 
Jack Daniels. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Two hours. Wow, two hours. I'm going to um, I'm going to start with Chris and say, man, thanks for coming on. Once again, uh, can't wait to see you again. We met in Tulsa at Wanamaker. But, yeah, I can't wait to see you in, in Vegas and your first shot show. I think you're going to knock it out of the park, so really happy for you. But uh, tell people about some of your projects, uh, where they can find you and all that jazz. Yeah, uh, thanks for the invite. This was Good. A lot of fun tonight. I had a great time. So, yeah, you can find me at uh, Chris from the 740 here on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we will be doing the Wednesday night live chat. And uh, I've got Eagle Run 2-3 coming on with me tomorrow night. So we're going to have a good time. There you go. Yeah, thanks for coming on, bud. Really, like I said, really excited that you got that you made the decision to go to SHOT and all of that. Um I'm going to go to Snob first. I'm going to let John and Chase kind of wrap up. I'm going to Snob. Um, if you were going to create content, where could they find you at, Snob? I don't know. Somewhere in Oklahoma. Oh, you mean actually on the internet? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I might create some content one of these days again. I need to. No, you've been a little busy, but uh, yeah. No. Go check out the gun Snob, obviously. Um, Clove, I you've got 27 channels, but you don't do shit on any of them. I know, um, right? If you know, it's just I don't understand. I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, I went over to his card channel the other night. I thought it was going to teach me how to shuffle cards better, and it was, it oh was like God. tearing open packages or something stupid. I don't know. I've got I've yeah, got some old card uh, nerds, so I love the card channel. By the way, I do too. It's that's a lot. But of I'm a nerd in that. But if you want to know some, if you want to watch some card tricks, I I think I do have some card tricks. Of course, videos. he's got another channel with card tricks. Of course, I think I Clover do. Card tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do. Tack tricks. I mean, yeah. Why not? He has right? a leprechaun, so why would he not have magic tricks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, multi-dimensional here for sure. Um, yeah, that's his twenty-eighth channel. I didn't know that was in existence. So yeah, that's uh, that's Thursday right. night that we do. And I'll tell you what, I've been getting in some some different things for us to rip over there. I got in that Star Wars Bounty Hunters box today. Oh, it was all I could do not to rip into it when I took it out of the box. I was like, oh my god, I want to rip this so bad. Um, it looks cool. So yeah, we we have some fun over there. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go watch that channel because I just want to hear him say Bubba Fett. He'll be in there. He'll be in there. I hope he is anyway. Um, so yeah, I've got says Clover. What's the card channel? It's called literally called Clover Tech Cards, by the literally way. Literally yeah. called Clover Tech Cards, yeah. Um so tomorrow night I will be on with New York. Oh snap. Look at that. Oh that's, that's nice. full screen. Hang on, hang on, show it again, show it again, show it again, yeah, show it again. It again. There that's it nice. is. That's nice. That's nice. Very nice. Very nice. He's going to wear that to SHOT Show, right? I, heard. I have one of those that, hanging no. right up here above me. Only that. He's going to wear like a pink Speedo, a plate carrier, and the hey. Bubba Fett hey. hat. I mean, hey. but, but nobody else. Right in EAA's booth, for sure. Nobody oh, else. 100% you will. Nobody, nobody. else. Nobody over there. <laughs> Nobody has the rifle. That's all I got to say. Nobody Fudo. has the rifle. Chase says Fudo Fett. Is it Fud Fett? Or, or, you know, he called himself the Fudalorian last week. So take that yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah. 
That's what it um, was. I was like, yeah, like Mando photo, uh, whatever. Right, photo Mando. Yeah, it works. Whatever. If he had any, if he had any hair on his nuts, he'd come up with a cool ass Fudalorian logo. You oh could have God. some fun with that. They don't have anything to do with that. It has, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need some cool patches. I need to get some stuff done. Maybe next year. But a a Fudalorian patch needs to. We'll happen. see how twenty three. We'll see how twenty three works out with all those sweet paid gigs from uh, True Shot. I'm still. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see. If, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear back from my patch guy because I forgot to order them, and TJ reminded me that I was going to do the ATF patches and give them to the ATF people at Shot Show this year and give my hug to my girl every morning. But I was going to do the ATF. It says Waco, Texas's largest barbecue. Nah. I wonder how they would take that. That'd be a great <laughs> patch. The actually give to the ATF. Um, TJ said he was going to get his ATF. We'll shoot your cat too. <laughs> Oh man, that's a good one. Did you did you legitimately see their new calendar for 2023? Oh yeah. Oh, it's 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 perfect. It is perfect. I mean, why wouldn't they have that? My ass off. Yeah. So, uh, be able to know, like last year, or I guess it's still this year, technically. um, In the dungeon, Tuesday morning, first thing I walked past the ATF booth, and I said, "You know what?" And I went over there, like legitimately, like not trying to be an asshole to him. I, I said, "Look." I imagine this week's going to be not the most fun week for you guys because there's no one's going to like you. And I said, I get that. And so I gave this woman a hug, big old, big old lady, gave her a hug for the rest of the week. Every morning she had me go there, give her her hug. And every time I walked by, she'd give me a high five. Coolest girl in the world. Now, that said, if I bring them a Waco, Texas' largest barbecue patch, I very seriously doubt that I'll be getting any more hugs. But... Um, I thought that'd be kind of cool. And like I said, TJ was going to do, we'll shoot your cat too. So that's a great, I just patch. want to know the views and opinions of this panel did not reflect the views and opinions of me. Cause I like my dog. <laughs> and I just want that known. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bo right. show. Look, listen to that thing. He just purring over there. Um, let's see here. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We've got an Aussie in the house right now. I've got my daughter's three dogs. They're up out of, out of town for a week, so we're watching their three-plus-hour shepherd. And one of them is like a six-month-old, roughly Aussie, cutest little puppy in the world. That's how old he is, six lots, months. Lots of energy. Lots of energy. We got about two hours sleep last night, and that was fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's bring John in. John, I'm going to give you a few minutes. Uh, what's called? Thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, we'll be seeing you. Um, by the way, why why have y'all not gotten in with somebody for Range Day and gotten a booth, or, or at least shared a booth for Range Day? That would make sense for you guys, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it would make a hundred percent sense. So, if anybody out there is at a company and wants to partner up for Range Day, I'm a hundred percent down for that. That'd be fun. Hey, Chase, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's in the towel. Yeah, we've got uh, you know, like like you guys said, we're the largest ammo dealer in the state of Arizona put us up probably top five in the country right now. So we are glad to be supporting everybody in their ammo habits. Check us out. Like link was in the comments multiple times, trueshotgunclub.com. We'd love to have your business. Um, my whole thing for shot show this year, is I need to f- fulfill my addiction some more. I mean, I, I don't know if you can see the panel, but it needs to get more filled. That whole wall and ceiling is going to get filled. Well, I was going to say, like you know, you know, that's that's. I'm not going to lie, that's an impressive patch panel. 
Um, that's pretty impressive out there. I've been trying and to find my patch. Out is, I don't see any leprechauns jumping out. So that's wonderful. No leprechauns. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> they're they're back there. They they're there's a hug of there's a hug of fun patch on the lower panel. Snob, you're somewhere in here. Yours glows in the dark. That's the only reason why I know it's yours. <laughs> uh, but so does I found out so does the hug of fud. I didn't know that one glue in the dark, but it glows in the dark. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I need to fill that up a little bit more. I guess that's my uh calling card for the industry that's showing how long I've been. Yeah, I've got my twenty twenty three patches just came in, so I'll 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 get you one when we get the shot. Um, yeah, I, just, I can't just, wait. Just I'm excited just to go to shot and see everybody again. It's, it's always a good yeah. time hanging out with everybody and talking 100%. shop and getting going. And I'm gonna plug one other Steve thing. He's not quick. going to shop this year. No, because he's because he moved to Tennessee. Boo. He doesn't love us. He doesn't love us anymore. So he's moved to Tennessee. Do they not have airports in Tennessee? Apparently it's not. a horse and, horse and buggy. Yeah, know? well, if he just drove to where I am, it's only about six hours. We could fly over there out of Little Rock and have a good time. Come they on. Gotta, he's got to wrestle, wrangle a bear, and ride the bear all the way to the shot, and it's just frowned upon by everybody. So, uh, yeah. other than that, I want to yeah. do one more little plug. You know, I got to shout out these guys. This is Ohio Cigar Mafia. We do a lot of charitable work. I'll put that back up. Ohio Cigar Mafia. They do a lot of charitable work, especially with Southeastern Guide Dogs. For those of you who don't know who Southeastern Guide Dogs is, it's a nonprofit organization that gives guide dogs to veterans with PTSDs and anything else, no questions asked. They give food and uh, care for the life of the dog, and then you get a new one once that dog has time to retire. So we really support that. Last year we raised about $20,000 for them. We're going to raise, nice. hopefully raise some more. So if you guys want to go donate, it's southeasternguidedogs.com, I believe. Go check them out. Go check out their story, what they do. Uh, you know, it's a worthwhile organization. I want to make sure that we get the word out for them and get donates. And we do run events through in Ohio. Uh, even though I'm not there anymore, I will push that. that We run events, and it's charitable. We do get people from the industry to donate. So if anybody on here is from the industry other than Chase and everybody else, if you've got something to donate, we'd love to have it. And kind of raise awareness for this organization to help veterans out. You know, if you can't see on the little patch, it does have a 22 on there for the, that number's up higher for that one, 22 a day. So just be aware and like you having your, your thing uh, down there, you know, it's a, it's a worthwhile organization to uh, back up. You know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. The the la- the latest numbers we got last year from um, the study that was put out by the VA and all that, it's down to seventeen. Um, that said, and it's still a lot, but I mean that's a significant that's a significant um, jump from twenty two to seventeen in the last decade, um, which I, I guess is is a good thing. I wish it was a lot lower than that, but I think that there's a lot more people now that are aware of different organizations people in general are a lot more aware um about this i think that some of our warriors are understanding that it's okay to admit you're having problems um and all of that so yeah i i think that that's a wonderful thing um now i think steve's out there is just making he's trying to make us feel sorry and feel bad for making fun of him i think he's full of shit but uh, he's he is fans, full of sh- steve's full of shit you know i love you steve <laughs> He, I did. I will give him props. He did fly out for the Arizona Firearms Festival, which we had back in November. So it was great to see him then. But Steve, just move back. We miss you. We need you. I need your meat. 
because it's so delicious. Oh, wow. hey, wow. hey <laughs> it's the family show. Hey, this you know. is a family show. I know. No, earlier, we, earlier he was talking about spreading his legs. Then he was talking about plugging a guy. Now he needs <laughs> I don't know about this ginger, man. We need, we need to. So we went out. Let's to, move snob up there. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put baby in the corner. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how yeah. many, how many other of your friends are going to go to the range for you to film content? And then, while you're filming content, cook give you his meat, cook beef, smoke beef tips while you're cook, shooting. And by the time oh, you're done shooting, it's just, just, meat just the tip. Oh, it's just, just the, tip. the tip. I get right. it. I get it. I get it. Oh, man. <laughs> that man is a saint somewhere. Oh, good God. Oh, Lord mercy. Well, that got off the rails fast. Oh, Damn it doesn't man. take long around here. It doesn't take long. Um, real quick before we go to Chase, John. Uh, is there anything that that you can talk about publicly that um, you might be uh, looking forward to 2023 with? You know, uh, I'm working out a couple different things. We're going to do a lot of uh, educational ammo stuff here in 2023. It's going to be a little oh. bit different on the channel. Um, you're going to see a step back a little bit from gun reviews. We still want to do some gun reviews. We're going to feature some some products that we really like in these ammo, you know, focused things. So. It's 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 going to be a different view from the channel, but it's also going to be good content. It's going to be great, and we're really looking forward to being able to put out some stuff that you know to you and I and everybody on this panel is common knowledge. But we 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 forget very quickly in this industry that there is twenty million plus new shooters, and we gotta they're gotta go somewhere for education. So why not us to help them with their ammo questions? And you know we're really excited to kind of grow and. Ex- Expand the business as much as we can over the, the next year. Awesome. Uh, to a syndicate says, he saw me on a regular gun guys live. Yeah. Um, asked me, he asked me last week or whenever it was, asked me to come in. We we're talking about some different stuff and um, talked a little bit on there, but yeah, welcome to the dark side, man. I can't promise you that our content's going to be good. Um, honestly, we, we, we know, we know we're not going to make you any smarter. We honestly just trying to make you any dumber with our content, but Hey, you're here. You, you, you drank the Kool-Aid, you ate the wrong pill, but you got here and it's okay. The matrix is going to, we'll treat you well. Thanks. Thanks for that. He said he also subscribed to Chris. So, uh, thanks again. Uh, yeah, John is always good. Talk to you. We'll see you soon. Uh, Chase going to bring you in, let you kind of, uh, fill in anything that we've been talking about tonight. Um, I know you guys have a ton of shit going on at EAA, not just with Gerson, but some of the other brands and all that. Go ahead and tell people uh, about what you guys are doing right now. Uh, maybe what publicly you can talk about what might be coming down the road in 2023 for you guys. And as far as me, I'm getting a Christmas present early in a couple of days. Looking forward to getting to a, a new Gerson gun coming my way. I've only waited two years for it, but you know, hey, I'm not. I'm not complaining but no i'm um, looking forward to that but yeah chase talk a little bit about eaa because uh, it's not just Gerson. i think that's the big dog in the house but you guys do do a lot of things do 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 a lot of things over there ea and import a lot of stuff so uh, talk a little bit about that you do yeah do do buddy i mean you know if you didn't ask for a gun in the middle of like all the covid madness that would help too i mean you know hey you know for a very very specific model with a specific setup it actually was before covid uh you were just using someone that 
you no longer use. So um, it's not your yeah, fault. I'll sure, give you sure. a little bit of that. No, I mean, so. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You, said, you know, your son obviously is our, you know, we're doing a lot with your son now. Also do a lot with the, the car Churchill family as far as shotguns go. As, you know, I don't want to talk too much about that to make you upset. And then we have the wire rock revolvers that we do been doing for 34 years. Be great with shotguns. I get rashes. Yeah, if you could ever get the revolvers in, that's a problem. I know. Well, I mean, that's a problem. See, hey, hey, hey. So, get, so now you know, all of the bitching transitions from me to Clover because now he's going to be bitching about revolvers soon for the next year. And Just shotguns. Yeah, I mean, trust me, if I could get five times the revolvers we get, I would love it. I mean, we get a bunch every month, but I just don't have enough to go around, and that's just that's a whole nother. You know, it's weird. Revolver, and John was talking about that earlier with the 38 special ammo being so high. And I remember about this time last year, even Clover was like, hey, I think revolvers might make a comeback. And I don't know why, but. Oh, metal like, stuff in general. Not this year, oh. you know? Yeah, like metal and wood and all that fun stuff in general, man, is. is yeah, metal guns well. are hands down the way, the way it's going. Like the next couple of years, definitely going to be. Your Bluetooth, hey, you, you need to tell Keith to get you better Bluetooth. Uh, I think he's Dude, these, the are these are literally brand new bows. <laughs> well, you got they're like Bose's or Did something. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Why? Yeah. 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 Those aren't really bows. Yeah. The, the 399 bows. No, Those are booze, not those. He probably got them yeah. off Amazon buying. Just saying. Shut your dirty mouth. No snap! <laughs> wow. I believe you got something from Amazon Vine not too I long did. ago. I did. I did. Maybe okay. maybe Snob mm. needs to get chase some new earbuds. I guess <laughs> I'll go look on there right now. <laughs> oh my god, so terrible. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I've you noticed know, like apparently, like apparently, when it's an issue is if I sit back. Like if I sit, like if I lean back, that's when we have issues. If I sit up straight, it's fine. Really? Oh, so they're they're uh, they're promoting good posture. Is what they're doing? <laughs> yeah, apparently. There you go. There you go. The, the unidirectional microphones, absolutely not unidirectional, apparently. So we're we're actually lucky that the missile toad has, has stayed awake this whole time. If you're leaning back in the in the the lounge chair, we're surprised right. you're not snoring. I know, because today was Taco Tuesday too. And I did partake. <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I'm here. I know. All right. Anything like uh, what's going down the line? Uh, I know you guys have, are, you know, it's been going on for a while, but you got shot coming up. Um, I know you guys in general hate shot, but uh, the whole the whole wintertime is you guys got show after show after show. Um, but yeah, is there something that, I, that. Oh, go ahead. It's not that anybody hates shot, it's shot's a lot of work. No, Anybody I get who does it. I get manufacturing, so they get it. So I mean, it's cool getting to go and see everybody, and that's the best part. The worst part is all the prep that goes into going to shot. It's yeah. rough, and it's months of planning. Yeah. And is there anything it's cheaper every year? You, well, is it? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything that you can publicly say that um, that has? maybe going to be the uh, focal point or something uh, coming for 2023 or, or, or right now that's out that you guys want to plug. I know you guys have the MC 35, the P 35, that I've got the, the, the high power is awesome. 
um, and all of that. But I know you've got some uh, 1911s that uh, might be coming in here pretty soon as well. Yeah, there's going to be some pretty cool stuff we'll be talking about soon. So wait till right around SHOT Show. We'll start talking about a lot more of that. I've got, we've got something that'll be going live at SHOT that's going to be real cool. So the people who are there are going to have an opportunity at it, and the people who are at home with social media are going to have an opportunity at it too. I'll leave it at that. Are they going to, is this one, will this one possibly be at range day? The gun will probably be at range day, depending on how fast I can get some of them. (laughs) I think I know what we're talking about and I'm excited about this um, one. But there's, there'll be several, several guns that are going to get talked about. I can promise you that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you guys do. And, and there's a lot of stuff um, with the company um, going on, which is going to be amazing the next couple of years. I know there's some stuff that in the works that could be awesome. Maybe it's different collaborations and all of that. Some different ideas on some stuff and um, looking forward to it. As, as always, Chase, uh, can't wait to see you, you and I and, you know, maybe others, if they want to, uh, we're going to Hell's Kitchen Monday night and get enjoy a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Cannot wait to do that, bro. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing some fun stuff like that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chase, I got a question for you. Yo. Is there a wooden presentation box coming out? Confer- there was something leaked on the internet today. Is that confirmed or you can't say? There, there might be a presentation gun coming. <laughs> we'll talk to him fair. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. yeah, somebody leaked it in a CZ group. Just a heads up, bud. Oh snap! Well, I really? mean, if it's the one, if it's the one, I think it is. It's not so much a hidden secret because they're already going to start selling them soon. Yeah, hundred years. Another one that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um. So that gun there is a hundredth anniversary of the patent of the high power yeah and it is an exclusive to cdnn so to help those guys out oh really so if you want one of them you gotta buy it from them it is a slick looking gun what was their idea so i couldn't really say no but it was cool because we got to go we had to have fun with it so it's a very it's a very it's a very cool homage to the original, like nineteen thirty-five era P thirty-five. Yeah, well, it was well the done. Original twenty-three I'm... patented. Yeah, it's real well done. Yeah, I would say it was late twenty-two, early twenty-three that it was patented, and then it took him another decade to get out from FN. So, yeah. Um, anyways, well, Browning died, and um, however, I just, I'm not going to murder. I want to say, is this not? Man. And I was reading on this. I, I want to say that the high power was the last design that he did that actually was produced. I might be wrong about that, but I read something about that, I think. He had designs that he did after the high power, but they weren't picked up for and produced. Like the high power was the last of his designs that was actually picked up and produced, which is, I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we've been going for two hours and 22 minutes. Holy snap. That's, for those of you that are out here live, um, we still got 16 people out there live. What is wrong with you? Uh, you've got serious issues in your head. For those of you watching this in replay or by God, listening to this in podcast and you made it this long, 
first of all, you are not getting your money back. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. But two, you need to go get help. Like you need to go see someone and talk about like you spent two hours and 20 minutes listening to this shit show. Um, but no, thank you so much for guys. If you are watching a replay and or listening to podcast, the conversation does not have to end. Utilize that comment section. Ask us questions. Ask us for anyone on the panel. I'll make sure they get those questions if you need to. Uh, we will. Uh, well, no, it's not Christmas this weekend. So we will we'll see you next week. Until then, Simplify.